People are always asking if there is a way for them to help the Frog Pants Network and shows like the Morning Stream. Simply go to frogpants.com slash subscribe and find out how. Coming up on a really swell episode of the Morning Stream. Star Trek 2 is here and we have stuff to say. Spoiler free, of course. Yahoo buys Tumblr for some sick cash. <laughs> Giving away your baby at a convenience store. Guess what there's a lot of in your local swimming pool. The Terminator 2 kid is in more trouble than ever. Courtney Stodden reveals her sex tape. Good Lord. About, about time. Major spoilers. Drawing things. Kirk has a thing you can't unsee and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. When you have a Labatt, you have an adventure. Canadian Light. That's Labatt. It's a great new taste in beer. Enjoy import quality at USA prices. Have an adventure. Have a you know, Tom Hanks gets like $5 million to do this all day. The morning stream. No dicks here. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Oh, I flubbed up the intro today. Jeez. Just a little bit. Well, you know, we, we also were doing the, the crazy stuff with all that improv in the intro. Jeez. Jeez, I know. You know what I might do? What? What might you do? I might edit it and post, and nobody will know. Why? Eh. Don't do that. All right, I'll leave it. Because if I don't leave it, then i got to edit all this out in post. Otherwise, what am I referring to? Right, exactly. See, and then there's then the music is, you know, the snake is eating itself. Good morning, everybody. Speaking of snakes that eat themselves, my name is Scott. That's Brian. It's Monday, 8.06 a.m. Mountain Time Zone. Only time zone that matters. I'm in Salt Lake. He's in Denver. Well, technically, you're in Arvada and I'm in Eagle Mountain, but, you know. Right. Yeah, close enough. We We give proximities here. Yeah, that's right. We're like we uh, Canada. In, we don't speak in absolutes. Nope. No absolutes. You know, Brian, if I've ever learned anything in life, the only absolute is there are no absolutes. That's right. Write mm-hmm. that down. Share it with your children. Wow. Pass it on to their progeny. It's a paradox. It is. All right. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're coming off a fresh film sack last night. Fresh. Hot and fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wow. know, and what I forgot to do, I forgot to thank uh, John. Mm. And congratulate John and Anya, who just got married this weekend. Um, they are uh, nerdtacular attendees, mm. fans of the shows here. Mm. And I went to a little brunch, a post-wedding brunch with them um, at their mom's house. Who, and she's a writer for Lyrics Undercover. There's all these connections. Weird. But anyway, yeah, totally I forgot weird. to give him credit because he was the inspiration for my uh, Twitter post about Lockout yesterday on Film Sack. So oh, nice. When you listen to Film Sack, folks, um, make sure to think of John. Yeah, we're changing the name of the show, by the way, to Film Sack Folks. Which Film I'm Sack Folks, to, yeah. yes. And uh, we're going to have little pictures of all four of us on the on the album art, and uh, it'll be cute. So did you know these people <laughs> whose wedding brunch you attended prior to that, or or they, was it just through the shows and just, just all these connections and stuff? Uh, I met them at the Iron Man 2, uh, Nertacular, oh. as a matter of fact, as we were coming in, because this was the one that you did where, you, where um, in addition to having the thing in the theater, you also had that separate room... It's the thing upstairs um, that that basically was the stepping stone to what we do now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the, the middle step that kind mm-hmm. of hunched over Neanderthal in yeah. that uh, chart of uh, <laughs> the evolution of Nertaka. Yeah, the seventh grader stage of your life. 
That's right. Yeah. Um, I met them on the way in and they said, oh, hey, you're Brian Ibbett. I said, oh, yeah. And, and we talked and, and introduced ourselves and I found out that that is um, the son of this woman that I've been talking to, Robin, who's been contributing to Lurks Undercover for a couple of years. She's a great, great writer. Crazy. Um, and uh, we talked all the way in and and then we've kind of had a, uh, you know, a little bit of talk over the years. But what's funny is last week we played a request for John and Anya and I did not make the connection that it was the two of them. Oh, nice. By the way, had the best wedding reception ever from what I hear. Uh, really small wedding, small wedding group. Yeah. And right after the wedding, they went from the gazebo in the park over to an arcade. And uh, everybody played skee ball and collected tickets for the happy couple. Oh, my gosh. Everybody wins. That's fantastic. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I wish I would have thought of that. I hated my reception. Well, I didn't hate it. It was nice. My parents yeah. did a nice little thing and say, you know, her parents chipped in. It was a nice little thing with beautiful this and that and then sure. cake and the tradition and all that. But we were like, little did I know then that I could have <laughs> just done whatever the hell I wanted to do. I felt like it was right. at the whim of everyone else. You kind of are. The wedding is for the couple. The reception is for the family. Yeah, and, and I don't like the, the reception bit. Like, I mean, we we have said this to our children it's like as much as we love the idea of some big to do if -hmm. you want to just elope to vegas it's we don't we're not gonna hate you for it (laughs) right but my parents would my mom i'm sorry my dad would have been fine he wouldn't cared he would have laughed but my mom would have hated that if we'd have left town that would have been the end of that really (laughs) yeah she would not have been happy about that (laughs) it would have been the last she would have spoken to yeah so we had to do the dumb fancy thing but anyway congrats to them and that sounds like fun i'm glad you got to uh hang out and do that yeah it's very lovely Lovely couple well let's talk about lovely couples kirk and spock they're lovely they They really are aren't they i love when they're holding hands walking (laughs) down the uh yeah walking down the bridge to attend forward like they do (laughs) um Two things. Chris yes. Pine, that guy's got a thick neck. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he does. Whew. He totally does. It's like... Uh, Thicker like, than I remember. A, right. Steroid neck. Shatner didn't have a thick neck like that. What's the deal, no. JJ? No, he had a bigger, he had a more barrelly chest. Also, little tiny legs. If you watch him walking down the hall of the Enterprise. Really? Yeah, there are a few oh. things I noticed in the movie I don't think I was supposed to think about. And one was, <laughs> one was Kirk is shorter than you think. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. He's a little, I'm sure, I think he's a little dude. And is he's got big upper body, good good upper body strength, big arms, big muscles, big neck, big thick old neck, handsome man, right? Mm-hmm. The son of Robert Pine, uh, chief of the motorcycle police in freaking Chips. That's where that. Oh, really? Yeah, if anyone okay. doesn't know that, that's that guy. He's also Larry in that Ant uh, Rise of the Ants movie we watched on Film Sack. <laughs> anyway, that's his son. Good genes going on there, right? Right. But he's got little spindly legs underneath that body when you see him walking toward like the the transporter thing or toward the, one of the doors one of the, the bay doors or whatever you can see mm-hmm. just little little kirk legs i'll have to i mean i think we're gonna go see it again because there's a, a friend of mine who really wanted to go but didn't want to make the drive down to where we saw it so i think i'm gonna have to go again well we saw it you and i both saw it we're not gonna spoil anything in fact it was no. one, one of the beauties of this particular viewing for me is i somehow stayed spoiler free i had no idea yes had no idea. Yeah, and, and that is something I want to say. I'm not going to say any spoilers, but I want to urge people, if they want to go see it, see it as soon as possible because there are things that can get spoiled in there, and they will eventually. Mm. And you just want to you want to see it before you hear anything about it. Yeah, avoid Twitter. Somehow I did that with, uh, with the, the, the house movie. Uh, what was it called? Oh, Cabin in the Woods. I avoided spoilers for Cabin in the Woods and saw it way late, like a week and a half ago or something. Mm-hmm. The movie's awesome. That movie's yes. real good. And now it's on streaming, people. Yeah, it's streaming. That's where I saw can, it. Yeah. It was great. 
anyway, point back, uh, back, back Star Trek. We're not going to spoil anything, but no. they want to talk about it real quick. Seventy point yeah. six million dollars opening weekend. Not quite mm-hmm. what the studio had hoped. Actually, seventy five million for the first one in two thousand nine okay. for that weekend. That surprised me. Uh, but it did had enough money, enough gumption to knock Iron Man three down to second place after two weeks on top. Robert Downey Jr.'s superhero saga took in thirty five point two million domestically that week. This is just in the states. Mm-hmm. It's uh, three hundred three three hundred thirty seven point one million uh, here. Iron Man three is looking at a total of seven hundred thirty six point two million in worldwide. Nearly or no, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Ta- it's near one point one billion now. Uh, it, Iron Man three is yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, we're internationally. Take all the money together. Wow. 1.1 bees. Billions. Look at all those fat Benjamins. Hey, Woo! enough about these stupid uh, nerd movies. Tell me how The Croods is doing. The Croods <laughs> is cleaning up. <laughs> I have not seen that. have no no idea what that's. It's the caveman animated it's thing. It's the caveman, yeah. The Nicolas Cage caveman. Uh, Did it not do well, I guess? I guess it didn't. I'm going to go eat a mammoth. <laughs> right after I get his face... Ah. <laughs> I could eat a mammoth for hours. <laughs> all my all my Nick Cage references are in face off, by the way. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Anything else is whatever. But anyway, so uh Into Darkness did it well overseas, so did Iron Man Three, but uh, they were outmatched by the debut of Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby, which uh did its domestic roll out a week earlier, and then domestically it pulled in forty two point one million overseas, uh coming in a bit ahead of both Iron Man Three and Into Darkness for the week. Hmm. Which is interesting. If you like your Lerman, if you're Lerman head, what are they? What are those fans called? Ler, Lermans, Ler, Ler, Lermanites, Lermanites, Lermanites. Hey, Lermanites, good job on that. <laughs> Lermaniacs. Anyway, got me to thinking. First of all, yeah. let's talk about. The, I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did too. I thought uh, it was great I fun. It. I think I liked it even more than the than the first one. I did and... too. You know why? Two words. No, sorry. Five words. Five words. <laughs> Okay. Scotty not in a tube. That never happened like it did in the first in one. Do you remember tube, when he got oh, sucked sure. into the tube? Crawl through the yeah, well, he's all Augustus Gloop. Stupid. Crawling through the plastic tube. Yes, that's what it reminded me of. Not Augustus <laughs> Gloop. It was the girl, the, the fat blueberry girl. Or no, maybe it was the Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop went up the chocolate milk tube. Okay, you're right. <laughs> right, that moment didn't that exist. Into a violet, violet. Now, Daryl. The Trek nerd, who'll be on later, he thinks there are many other things in this movie that were worse than that and more egregious than that. We won't get into that now. We'll see what he wants to say when he comes on. I know, boy. We gotta. You'll have to. We'll have to rein him in too from yeah. any spoilers. But here's uh, what I think they got right. Okay, this perfect. is what they nailed, and this is the most important thing in Star Trek, at least in the original series. This is what matters most: that you establish the Kirk Spock friendship for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be that that is a thing that permeates the entire series. All other cast members aside, and they and they all get equal time. It's a really good use of a lot of cast, mm-hmm. I think. In this yeah. one, yeah, yeah. Um, been a lot of talk though late there on the internet. Uh, Policia Day did a big post about it, and a bunch of other people are complaining that the uh, the women weren't tough enough. Mm. Um, I don't know about that yet. I can't decide yeah. if that's the case or if I'm just a dude and they're a lady, and we're all seeing these things differently or something. But anyway, uh, it was. What was I? What was I getting at? What was my point? Oh, it was just good, and it was loud, and it was it was fun, and it was popcorn time, and it's like You're all the, about the things that they got right, though. All oh, right, right, the things they got right. The number one thing is the Kirk Spock thing. They nailed that totally. And yes. I don't even mean just the bit that you think I'm. Or well, the bit that you and I know about that. In case people haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil. But I think just in general, 
the knowing looks, the kind of, I don't know, like we need you and your gut instincts and we need you and your, and your insane logic. And those two mm-hmm. things together create one of the most important friendships in science fiction history. That's mm-hmm. a really important thing. And I feel like that they nailed that. And I feel like any other weaknesses are made less by that. Right. Um, right. But, but Bumper Snitch Flabberbutt was really good in this. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was better than I was expecting because when you, if you do an image search for Benedict Cumberbatch, you get about 75 pictures of him with his brow furrowed, the same expression. Yeah. A wry smile, yep. creeping across his face with his with his brow furrowed, yep. and um, you didn't get that as much in this as I was expecting from the previews. Yeah, I thought it was going to be all you know, like he's going to lift, uh, you know, he's going to open pod bay doors with his furrowed brow, like <laughs> like open it, you know, squeeze it open. Well, he is he he was. I thought he was a commanding performance. It was really right. in, intense and. Um, just really, really good. He's a great villain, and people should he go is. for. I think if even if you're just mildly interested in Star Trek, but you want to see mm-hmm. a great British actor do his business, I think that's that's one reason to go. I think he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, I liked Carol Marcus. She was all right. Um, a very attractive lady. I think she looks like a bird, and uh, <laughs> kind of an uncomfortable bird. <laughs> really? Yeah. I also She's didn't a like hot how little bird. <laughs> she is a little victimy too. I didn't like how she sort of. I don't know. I wanted her to be. Well, she's not. She's not. Uh, you know, her role is not that of a of a uh, a soldier or a trained. Right. You know, a Starfleet Academy. Right. No, that's a, that's right? true. She's a doctor scientist. Yeah. Do yeah. You, how do you feel about her having the accent? That's a little over. That's a little. This is not a spoiler. She just had a British accent, and her dad, Robocop, didn't. Oh, you know what? I didn't even make that connection. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, every time he'd go, I'm Officer Murphy, and she'd say, Right. Oh, hello, Father. <laughs> <laughs> but I love right. me some, I love me some Robocop. What's his name? Uh, yeah, he's great. Oh, I can't think of his name now. What's his name? Shite. Uh, uh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Watch yeah. that guy do anything. Watch the watch right. him peel the paint off the wall with his steely blue eyes. <laughs> yes. He's a cool man. He's a cool guy. He's very engaging. Yeah. So we got to reass- We have this is reassessment time. We need to reassess our top Trek movie list. All right. Okay. <clears throat> These are just the movies, not the TV shows. And again, people, aren't you proud of us? We didn't spoil one damn thing. Except Carol Marcus has an accent. Who cares? Yes. Oh no, blew that. And oh, she looks it. like a bird. And <laughs> she looks funny with her just her bra on. I think. I think she looks a little weird. <laughs> She's just a little st- stiff and weird. I can't explain it. She's okay. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you speaking what. Of, speaking of stiff during the scene with her bra on. Whoa. Hello. <laughs> but uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the Zoe Z- Z- Zeldana. How do you say her name? Continues to be. Oh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah. She's hottie. Yeah. Man. And tough. I like a, a, a hot, tough lady. I do, too. She's she's great. And um, I would have been happy having more of her, you know, her role being uh, bigger in this film. Yeah. I mean, I saw her. She started speaking Klingon, and I yelled this as loud as I could in the movie theater. The morning stream! (laughs) By the way, everybody who's... We've gotten emails from dire, like, huge dyed-in-the-wool fans of that show. Of No Agenda? Yeah. Uh Defending those guys. And I'm like, you guys, we're not... We don't care. We're fine. Yeah. You know what? If it weren't... We just had some fun with it. I'll say it flat out. If it weren't for Adam Curry, there wouldn't be a Coverville. Yeah. You know, it's, it's because of his... 
inspiration if, that listen, I did this. If so. it wasn't for Adam Curry, I would have never seen so many Duran Duran videos, all right? I wouldn't have seen all those things. <laughs> no, no, he was Headbangers Ball. You wouldn't have seen so oh. many Poison video, oh, okay. videos, Dawkins videos. <laughs> yeah, Dawkins. <laughs> No, we I've no they they made fun of us. We had fun with it. That's where it ends. Right. We didn't there's right. that's it. We don't have any other. There's no feud that we were just goofing. Oh, so yeah. relax. Yeah. I mean, you know, as, as much as we would like to have arch enemies on the show, we're just t- too damn nice to have No, this is why we'll never this is why we'll never break the billion the billion right. listener mark. Too damn nice. Yeah, too nice. It's our yeah. problem in life. People say I should say the f word more. That would improve my standing. That's what people say. And I say f off. All right. <laughs> Top Trek movies. Here's how my list goes now. You ready? Yeah, let's hear it. The Wrath of Khan, number one. Mm-hmm. Agree so yeah, far. Yeah. Uh, then we go a tie between First Contact and this new one. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's For number me, two. This new one trumped uh, First Contact. All right. Yeah, but Worf shows up in the, in the, uh, the little ship that was on Deep Space Nine. That's kind of cool. Remember that? In First Contact? Yeah. Because remember, apparently. he was on Deep Space Nine's cast at that time, and he wasn't working, so he shows up in the... What was that ship called? The Come on, chat room. The Not the Intrepid. The freaking Defiant. Thank you, Eskimo Pie. The Defiant. War flies in, because you're thinking to yourself, wow, I'm watching this movie. We're getting going here. we got some Borg action. Where the hell mm-hmm. is Worf? Oh, yeah, he's stationed on Deep Space Nine. He's making out with Dax. Right, that's all going on. <laughs> right, he's working for bald man called Hawk with a goatee, and here he shows up, and the Defiant pops out of that thing. And I just, I remember screaming in the theater, going, "Oh my gosh, it's Worf!" Anyway, oh. I was really into that that okay. particular movie. So we got you got your uh, oh, and you had drunk uh, Troy in that one. Don't forget, there's a lot of good things to say about well, that. Movie. See, I need to see. You know what? I think I probably need to see the. Um, the next generation films again. I like them all, but that one's yeah. my favorite. All right, so that ties number number that number two of the new ones. Then mm-hmm. I think it's number one of the new ones tied with probably Undiscovered Country, which is the one with uh, again with Worf's great grandfather is a lawyer mm-hmm. in that one, mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. Kirk's on trial, and uh, McCoy has really skinny legs. Anyway, that was that movie. Really? So Insurrection still hasn't shown up. Insurrection is still not there. Um, Insurrection I would give... Or not Insurrection. Nemesis is the one you like. I like Nemesis a lot, and I think Nemesis is next up after that. Keep in mind, though, I like them all. I really don't have a dud except for Final Frontier, which was the god one where Kirk and Spock are climbing mountains a lot. Well, I know how you feel about... He has sex with the mountain. Uh, I know how you feel also about uh, Star Trek for the search for whales. Yeah, I don't love that one. I don't hate it. And I, I, don't and love I think it. I like that one a lot better than most people, or, or at least a lot better than um, immediate company, yeah. <laughs> present company, just because, I don't know, it, it, I think um, there's a nostalgic thing that I like about that one. I don't like the, you know, let's go to, let's always time travel back to current time in, in Earth, yeah, <laughs> whatever that is. Right. But for that one, actually, I did kind of enjoy the, uh, you know, the, 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 the storyline behind it of thinking, all right, well, we got to get these whales because this is the language that this this creature is speaking. But didn't you want to feed blah. the lady in that movie to the whale? Didn't you want to just throw her in the no, ocean? No, I like her. I like uh-huh. her. Isn't that Nancy? Not Nancy Allen. What's her name? Uh, uh, she was the mom in uh, Irritatus like Von Irritating is her name. And, uh, is she, oh, yeah, that's the one. She's You're been right. in a bunch of different things yeah. and she doesn't bother me. She's the worst. All right. So <laughs> anyway, a bottom, I'm going to just, so forget about top whatever. I'm going to give you the bottom, sure. bottom three. Okay. Uh, I think Generations is 
third worst. I think it's okay, but really? again, again, I don't hate any of them. Wow. But if I'm gonna have to push stuff around, I think Generations is is low. Um, after that, I'm giving it to three. Search for Spock, uh-huh. which is awesome because we're watching that for Film Sack for Nerd Tackler. Yes. I'm totally stoked. Yes. And then last, it goes to the God one. The f- five. Where oh, I'm I'm amazed. Yeah, number one, the first one, the, the motion. Oh, picture. I forgot that even exists. Sorry, Th- that yeah. you're right. Uh, generations, you're safe. You're back up a little bit. <laughs> I forgot about number one. Was bad. One was really bad. It's even now. It's unwatchable. It's just so oh. slow and plodding. And don't like it. Don't yeah, like, don't like it one bit. But I, I agree mostly with your with your thing. I'd actually put, um, I'd put the new J.J. Abrams one, uh, Into Darkness, and then Star Trek. Won the reboot. <laughs> that needs a subtitle. Yeah. Every other Star Trek movie has a subtitle. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, the uh, I put those two right after uh, the Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Before I even get to any of the uh, the TNG ones, but then the the TNG ones would probably be um, next. First Contact. Yeah. Uh, boy, I'm trying to think of the. Um, Do you like Insurrection? It was all right. Uh, I didn't like Insurrection. I liked much it as, as a I liked it as a two hour TV episode, but yes, it didn't feel right. like a movie. Right, that's the one where they go in disguise as Romulans or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Uh, no, that was the no. one. Oh wait, hold on, let me think. No, you're thinking of an actual TV episode. I think this I'm thinking the, of an episode in season seven. Yeah, this, this <laughs> is the one like where it was two hours long. This is the one for the Amadeus guy, the bad guy in Amadeus, uh, had stretchy skin all over his face. Some holes or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh was. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, remember yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, Nemesis. Then I would put in. Pretty close in there, and I think I'd put the whales one in there Would too. You really? Yeah, I think it's all right. Thinking of the first series, the original series films, Search or uh, uh, Wrath of Khan is two, is two, and I'm trying to think of if there's another one that I enjoyed more than four. Three with Doc Brown, not better than four. I'll give you that. Not better than four. One definitely not better than four. Yeah, five, five was going to see God. Not five good. was bad. Four was great, or uh, six was great. Undiscovered Country that was great. What was the? Tell me, uh, remind me, undiscovered country. Uh, the one where there was a Klingon thing where Kirk was accused of something. Something. Oh, and he ended I up going to trial. I don't like the Klingon trial episodes. I don't like the Klingon <laughs> trial movies. <laughs> well, then you don't like six. I don't like six. I like Sorry, six four. because the guy who says the guy, um, who, the devil on Time Bandits, and he was also in the middle of the Titanic when it broke. And I'm trying to think of that guy's name. Oh right yeah, here. David Warner. That guy. Yeah, he is he is the uh, Commander Gorn or whatever the hell at the beginning, and I remember all the floating green oh, blood and oh, stuff. The floating, okay, yeah, where there's the the murder on the yeah, yes. Uh, yes, right, and the 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 uh, gravity is turned off, and yeah. there's that cool scene. Okay, Kirk was accused right, of I'll killing him. Okay, I will move that one up because I do remember enjoying that. I remember the lawyer with the patch. It was played by oh, Christopher the, the, Plummer. You got the prison. You got Iman. David yes. Bowie's wife and the freezing planet. Okay, and, I will give you and really will, skinny bones legs. Really all right, skinny, six, <laughs> skinnier than Chris Pine. Yep. Kirk legs. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. All right. Yes. I'll put I'll put six up there above uh, above four. Okay. Uh, and then one last thing I was going to say. Damn it! Sure. I forgot what it is. We probably just called Daryl and I'll remember it then because he's the Trek nerd. What was it? I was going to say he's, about. You think he's shouting at his at his radio right he now? He might his, be. He could be. I don't know. But oh, I know what it is. You feel like the nerd rage over the changes—not the changes, but this kind of alternate timeline we're on with this new cast mm-hmm. and the the things they're doing and the callbacks to other stuff and all that. I mean, I feel like it's 
it, you're either on one side or the other. There's nobody who really just doesn't have an opinion. Right. You either really like this new stuff and we're like, come on, you guys, we need to refresh this. This is a new time. Let's enjoy our Star Trek the way it's being presented now. Or there's the people that are saying this is the worst thing ever. They've ruined it. J.J. Abrams sucks. What's he going to do to kill Star Wars? Right. All right. this sort of thing. I, I have no problem with it at all. I like the, the alternate timeline because it does give them an oppor- opportunity to to almost do things in a parallel do some what ifs, yeah. Almost what ifs, yeah. And there is a and there is a great line in the current Star Trek that obviously I can't I can't do a thing to spoil it, but it's. Um, I think I laughed too hard. <laughs> I don't think I was supposed to laugh as hard as oh, that thing. No, no, no. The Not stuff that, that happens okay. right before that line. Oh, is, okay, okay, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it off air because I think it's a fantastic line. Some people are asking for us to do a spoiler cast show, something that we do like um like Dan Benjamin over there at Five by Five does a thing called After Dark. And I was on a show by the way the other day and it was really fun. I was on Quit, a show about uh you know Stopping things. Well, stopping your dumb job <laughs> and doing better jobs. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> it was a really good time. I really enjoyed being on with him. I love his style. I've, I've always Dan Patrick, I've been a welcome fan. to the next episode of Quit. That's all the time we have. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> anyway, it's good and you guys should listen to it. Five by five TV. It's Dan Benjamin, myself, and uh his producer Danielle, and we talk about some fun stuff. And if you want to get kind of the how the sausage is made from me, you can get a little bit more of a peek into there. But anyway, my point is they do this thing where after the show, you you talk and you still record like we do, but we don't record it. And then they put it up as a, like a spoiler cast or a thing that contains a bunch of stuff you wouldn't get normally. It's optional. So we have okay. people suggesting maybe we maybe we do some of that. I like and, uh, that idea. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll you know, it'd be fun to talk about Star Trek in its full glory. Yes. And not worry about stumbling over over uh, that stuff. But anyway. Right. All right. Let's. Uh, I have so much more to say about that movie, but I'll just save it because we only, you know, the show only goes yeah, so got, long. Exactly, and and uh, Daryl is chomping at the bit. I'm sure he is. Well, I mean, I got eight dollars and twenty three cents worth of Daryl coming right now. All right, okay. everybody. So hold on, here he comes. Here's his theme. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, join us now, won't you, for what we'd like to call Stump a Trek Nerd, brought to you by. White Matter Design, specializing in logo and brand development, illustration, and typography, WMD is your graphic design solution. Making intelligent connections with flexible prices and a personal touch will work with you to bring your vision to life. Come see what we're all about at whitematterdesign.com. Racist. All right, Daryl. <laughs> WMD. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a, WMD, whoa. What? Huh? Over the mass destruction. <laughs> or some like Microsoft file extension or something like that. <laughs> Right. Daryl, it's good to have you on. It's uh, post-Star Trek Daryl. He's seen it as well. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to this moment. I just, you know, so there's been a lot of Twitter back and forth with Daryl over the, over the weekend, and he and I exchanged a couple of private messages as well about a couple of very specific points. Again, we're not going to get into any kind of spoilers, but I'd really kind of like to know Daryl, the Trek nerd's overall opinion view you've had a couple of days of stew on it you've thought about it since what what do you how, how do you feel about this particular star trek film and its place in the pantheon of of lore that is star trek well i enjoyed it a lot but I, there's problems and and some goofy things and little things that really bugged me and and as the movie was playing i was these weird little things would happen and then i would spend a few seconds thinking about them like 
what? What? Why? What? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then a thousand things would happen while I was seeing that, and I'd miss a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so you were because so. you were focused, or so yeah, because all you can think about is that weird comment about oxygen or something like that. To- totally understand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I mean I kept here's what I kept thinking. This is you you screwed me up because I'm in the middle of that movie and and th- a thing would happen. Like one of these throwback references, and I'd go like the one that made me laugh too hard, mm-hmm. and yeah. I and my head would go. I wonder what Daryl would think. Like I, I yeah. kept thinking, what Daryl would think. <laughs> what I, would Daryl do? Yeah, what would Daryl do? <laughs> what would Daryl Durden do? And I kept thinking that as I as I would watch the film, and I had to kind of push you out of my head because it was starting to drive me crazy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it, you're right. There's some goof. There's some goofy. But then, but that uh, that complaint this week, everybody expecting some kind of weird, absolute purity to source or purity to whatever, falls a little flat for me. And not not you specifically. I think you've been pretty even handed about it. But a lot of people are just freaking out. And my answer to them is. You didn't have a problem with the whales. You didn't have a problem with the freaking weird, you know, you didn't have a problem with Doc Brown running the show in part three. You didn't have a problem with the, you know, I don't know, drunk Troy mentioned her earlier. Like, there's a lot of goofy in the movies. The movies are are, are inherently goofy. In fact, the movies that do less well and the movies that don't resonate with the, with the, uh, the audiences and therefore sell less tickets and therefore aren't successful for the studios are the Star Trek movies that are more Without like the television show. Mm-hmm. So it's Insurrection. It's Nemesis. It's freaking, um, I don't know, you could probably argue that Star Trek, uh, I'm trying to think of the original cast, I mean, even the first one even. These things are too cerebral and not enough action and not enough just straight up bravado and Federation awesome. They, they just, they slow it down, they calm it down, and you end up with Insurrection, which could, in a, you could blink your eyes and you'd be on your couch watching a TV, a two hour uh, to be continued episode of Star Trek. And I, and my, yeah. so my answer to all that is, what did you expect? This wasn't supposed to be, they're going to come out and suddenly adhere to every particular detail of the Star Trek universe and do it without any kind of goofball movie fun. This doesn't happen. In fact, you could argue, and then I'll get off my soapbox. That what put Star Trek into everyone's idea of importance in film was Wrath of Khan redeemed it from utter death from the from first the one. Picture, yeah. So exactly. it came out and said, changing the uniforms, we're changing the whole the whole vibe of this thing. It's we're going to make a big giant submarine movie, action movie, a game of chess between mm-hmm. Corinthian leather and, and Captain uh, Kirk. <laughs> And we're going to do it in, in this nebula. It's going to be amazing, and it's going to be action-oriented. And he's going to say things like, but he tasks me. He tasks me. You know? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Kirk's oh, going to have a son he didn't know about, and the guy's going to look like the greatest American hero, and we won't know who that <laughs> actor is. Like, it changed everything. So right. they, why would they go any different? And it's J.J. Abrams. He makes big yeah. spectacles. This, is, this should give everyone hope for Star Wars. I remember the other thing I was going to say. Here's what I was going to say. I have great hope now in the Star Wars films for very specific things. One, the special effects treatment here feels very Star Wars to me mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, and maybe all things do now because that kind of set the standard. But whatever. This one feels specifically that way. They're even flying a ship at one point that looks like the Millennium Falcon. And it looks like they're going through two, through, uh, two asteroids. So the other ship coming at them, the TIE fighter coming at them explodes. Right? So that even kind of happens. And... On top of that, all the ships are scuffed up. 
Now, this is a very important point for my Star Wars love. They screwed it up in the prequels. Everything was all shiny and perfect and looked like it was made out of plastic. Big mistake, George Lucas. You and your waddle go home. Time for JJ to come in and have dirty ships again. It's all about dirty ships. I want big smear marks. I want, like, burn marks. And they had that all over everything in this. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. You know what I thought of the production design? I thought that the ships and all that looked like this would be a perfect universe for a live-action Futurama. Mm. There was a, there was kind of, I, yeah. I, <laughs> There's some good and bad about that. Yeah, but, there is. There is. Yeah. Because there's so much about Futurama that's inspired by Trek anyway. But I know you had yeah, some trouble really with, like, looking- sets and stuff. But I, I thought they were, I, I think they're great. I think there is a challenge to take 1960s-era Star Trek and translate the feel and look of that without being real dumb. Right, without being retro. Yeah. Capture what is cool about that style like that. Uh, it's like when uh, the Fantastic Four changed their costumes to the Future Foundation, the white and black ones. I right. thought, this is really cool. It's like old sci-fi new. Yeah, you know? yeah, I like that. And I think they did a pretty good job. I know, Daryl, you got some opinions on that. But. And, I'm, and I'm happy with their limited use of Starfish Face. Yeah. <laughs> also not a spoiler. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll give you that. And they also, oh, by the way. Is cup- that Deep Roy, by the way? No. Okay. I don't think so. Is it? Right. Oh, it might be. I don't, I don't know. I'm just. But they sure. barely used him. You're right. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. That was useful use of him. And good use of Scotty. Yeah. I, just better use of the crew, I felt like, overall, compared to the last one. Maybe Sulu got a little short shrift. He got some interesting moments, but he, was, mm-hmm. he didn't have a ton to do. Um, oh, it's Deep Roy, by the way. Is it Deep Roy, really? That is Deep Roy. Yeah. Brian, you are such a shortest. You just think everyone's Deep Roy. Everyone <laughs> looks like Deep Roy. Um, but what? But what was I going to say? Oh, they, so uh, in the first movie, they didn't do much of this. They had uh, like a doctor in the early part when Thor was uh, was his dad, uh, George Kirk, and they had that big eyed doctor for a minute. But on the crew for the crew or the the uh, sorry on the bridge <clears throat> in this new movie, there are a couple of other crewmen you never meet, hear from, or talk to. But they are spouting off stuff like, Captain, we've lost power to the whatever. But they're weird aliens with crazy voices. I wanted more of that. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> they were so cool, those aliens. Yes, yes. Apparently there's a, a comic book, and I haven't read it yet, but uh, my friend Rob sent me a copy of it um, that sets up the movie. Like there's like a prequel, yeah. A prequel oh, yeah. kind of thing. I so, saw it in Comixology. I didn't grab it, but I saw it. Yeah. With IDW thing. Yeah, yeah. They, yes. have, they have the uh, license, I believe. Yeah, I don't know if that stuff's any good. Actually, uh, Schleicher liked it, I think. We'll ask him later when he's on, but I think that was supposed to be pretty good. Anyway, we could go on all day about Star Trek. Instead, Zachary Quinto was a, Zachary Quinto was a way better Spock in this one, I thought. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that, too. He was really good as Spock. I think he's nailed everything about it, about that character. He's being asked to do things that are a little more like, like Vulcan puberty episodes, you know, where he's showing emotion but you know what i mean i don't want to again i don't want to spoil a thing but but he's yeah he's got all the the mannerisms down the stoic the logic the relationship with dr mccoy like all that stuff is settling in and it's great to see it it's really good to see it like i felt like in the first movie they weren't he wasn't totally he hadn't totally wrapped his head around it i think he's nailing it now um yeah best thing in the movie actually i'd I'd give spock i'd give him vip in this particular mm-hmm. film, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, not that weird bird that talks like an depth. English lady. Yeah, not her. Yeah. As much as I complain about things and have little problems, it doesn't mean I hate the whole thing because there's some things you can just say, ah, yeah, that was wrong, but who cares? Yeah, yeah, you're okay with it. That's good. I don't know where that goes from here. I mean, Abrams is going to be so tied up with Star Wars. 
chances are this could pass on to a new director, and, and who knows from there. But uh, and if that if that means fresh and new, good new things, then I'm all for it. There was some lens mm-hmm. flare, but way less. Mm-hmm. I did notice in a couple plays. I'm like, ah, there, ah, it, there is. it is. The warm, <laughs> warm, familiar lens flare. It's like J.J. Abrams <laughs> is an addict, and he's got one pill in a desk somewhere, and he just couldn't stand it after a while, and he just had to eat it. <laughs> that's that's how much they scaled it back from his original uh, <laughs> his original amount. Well, I mean, think about it. Lost, you never could lens flare anything, so he had to get mm-hmm. it out of his system someplace. Right. All right, Daryl. Let's get to your Star Trek question. This is a trivia question for Daryl, and it goes like this. Gene Roddenberry was born on August 19th, 1921, and passed away at the age of 70 on October 24th, 1991. In which episode of The Next Generation is a memorial for Gene featured before this episode begins? So which, uh, which episode of The Next Generation is a memorial for Gene featured before the start of the episode? Was it The Game, Unification Part 1, A Matter of Time, or New Ground? Mm. A matter of time is that that's a unfortunate named episode if that's the one you're going to use. But <laughs> I'm not saying it is or isn't. But think about that. Anyway, so the game unification part one, a matter of time and new ground. We're not eating anything today. Are we? Hmm. We could. We have those Ritter Sports. You have one of those handy. Uh, I think I have the box did, right did here. Did we do the? Did we do the mint one? Peppermint? Yeah. No, because I still have mine. Oh, I may have opened it. Um. Yeah. Let's do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. I don't have a problem cool. with that. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, are you hungry? Aren't you hungry? Watch a foodie. Here we go. These are Ritter Sport. These are dark chocolate with peppermint. With refreshing peppermint filling, it says. Limited edition. Fine mm. quality European chocolate made with natural ingredients. So I should have put this on eBay instead of opening it. Damn! I think this is... I, I can tell you already it's really good, but I'm going to taste it again, even though I've already opened it's it. It's apparently going to be a, uh, it's basically a York peppermint patty, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, which I love. I love it. When I bite into a Ritter Sport, I get the feeling that I'm <laughs> flying down the Himalayas on the skis. You're like Bjork's uncle. That's what you sound like. It's like Italian all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, here mm, we go. Very good. Yeah. That's good, huh? Mm-hmm. It's more pro. It's better than a York peppermint patty. Mm-hmm. Now the new commercial is, when I bite into a York peppermint patty, as if I'm eating something inferior to this European thing. Mmm. That's really good. All right. Daryl, sorry you don't have that in your mouth. That's really good. Uh, Sounds good. All right. Birthdays, anyone? Someone? Yes, we have one. Um, It is John Billingsley, who is 53 today. He played Dr. Plox on Enterprise. Whoa. Oh. Oh, yeah. Dr. Flux. He's in lots of things, and yes, he's he great in all of them. I like that guy a lot. Oh, he was in West Wing. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was in a couple episodes of West Wing. You would not be wrong about that. Uh, Everyone yeah. is. Name an actor. <laughs> Name somebody, and he has been, if he isn't dead already, he was on the West Wing. Hot blonde British bird from Star Trek Into Darkness. She was not on the West Wing oh. because she looks like a bird, and they said, no birds. That's it. <laughs> Get her out of here. Um... Seriously, I wonder if she was a British actress. i got to find out more about her because I want to know if she just couldn't pull off the American accent. So they just said, ah, whatever, just talk like you do. Or if that was really her attempt to sound that way. Or mm-hmm. if RoboCop married some hot British lady. I'd like to know the answers. Officer Murphy, <laughs> please drop right. your weapon. Right. You know, it, it, yeah, exactly. British mother, American father, happens all the time. 
Boom. Move on. Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. please drop your weapon. All right. Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> back to your question here. Um, <laughs> what? So what's the deal here? What is the memorial episode? It, it aired right before the episode. Was it the game Unification Part 1, The Matter of Time, or A Matter of Time, rather, and or New Ground? I'm going to say Unification because I think I remember that. Okay. Unification Part I 1, I mean. Yeah. Okay. What was Unification? Remind me. What, what was the deal there? The Borg one? Oh, Spock was on there, and that's about all I remember. Oh, he put on Romulan makeup and hid, and it was like part of the rebellion uh, Spock yeah. did. That was actually pretty good. It was all right. And it was when you got your Spock. So at that point, you'd had McCoy in the pilot, right? Uh, came back as dirty uh, <laughs> dirty old man. Really yeah. old man in the hallway. <laughs> 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 Back when I was on this ship. Yeah. <laughs> you had yes. Spock here. You had later, you had uh, Scotty come back through the Scotty did it. Tra- right. trapped in the thing. And then, mm-hmm. did we ever, we never got Sulu never or Kirk. Never no Sulu, Kirk. Never Kirk or a Chekhov no. either. No Chekhov. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is that it? No Uhura. No Uhura. Mm-hmm. Uhura. Come on now. <laughs> Me, Hura. Me, Hura. You, Hura. <laughs> <laughs> I really this do like. Places, I don't necessarily still love that those two are together. I think that's weird. Yeah, it um, is weird. But I think she's great. I think she's such an awesome mm-hmm. choice for that character. I really no I, great casting. Yep. Yeah. I think her, Kirk, and, and Spock are all just they're the they're really key. I think the other guys you could swap around. Although you know what? What's his name is great as Scotty. He's really good. He's kind of manic, but I like him. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, so but so was yeah. go back to early Star Trek, dude. James Doohan. He was freaking out all over the place, so it's fine. All right. Yeah. Just don't put him in a tube. I'm slipping down the tube. Uh, <laughs> was the go- there real quick? Goofiest moment in the movie, without spoiling. Is it the one where I laughed hard? Is that the goofiest moment yeah. for you? Okay. It was. It was. It was that. I wasn't supposed to laugh. Yeah, I, don't I think. wasn't. I wasn't was, crazy about that. I wasn't. It felt crazy like about a that. Saturday night. It felt like a Saturday Night Live comedy skit. But it was just, for the record, just as goofy as the thing it was riffing on. The original version? Well, right. but I'm, I'm well, really no. close to spoiling this. But. In the movie, in the original, no, I can't say that. Right. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> better not say anything. Without spoiling we it. better not say anything, but I would just argue that, it, go, go watch that other one on YouTube and just be reminded that that's the goofiest damn thing that's ever happened. So, well, I think at the time it was emotional and it worked, but then uh, later we made fun of it. Okay. Well, time is a funny, time is an evil mistress. Is that a phrase? Nope, it's not. All right. Let's get to your answer here. So you say unification part one. Let's find out from the judges if that's indeed correct. Congratulations. It is. You're a winner. It is indeed correct. The episode features a memorial title card for Gene Roddenberry. The first episode to actually air after his death was the game. But it didn't. Uh, but it did not include a memorial. Here's a clip of an interview with Gene Roddenberry talking about the show and some of the restrictions of the original series. This is crappy audio quality. We apologize. The Ray Fairmont uh, interested me in this one. They said it's impossible to do again. At which point my ears perked up. There are a lot of issues and challenges in the '80s and '90s and uh, the end of the century that need talking about, and they need talking about in drama because drama will move people will cause people to think and uh, much more than uh, any street show. Okay, that's interesting, right? Like he, to the death here, he thinks Star Trek's most important voice is one of social commentary. 
on our mm-hmm. on our lives today, but done in this you know science fiction way to make us really think about it. I just hence think it's the Im- whales. Yeah, hence the whales. <laughs> I just think it's really <laughs> hence Scotty talking to into a uh, Mac classic mouse and telling it to do things. <laughs> I think that's how that was recorded. Stupid too. movie. You know the other. Oh, here's the other thing I was going to say. Now there's the other thing I was going to say. And now my world is complete. Okay. Star Trek oh. should be a main character of Star Trek should always be the Enterprise. The ship is yes. important, and this movie yeah. made the Enterprise more of a character than the last one did, and I was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see it get its due, and it looked awesome, and it was badass, and it was cool, and I felt like emotion for the damn ship. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. what you're supposed to do. So even when, yeah. you know, when Star Trek's at its best, the ship always has a really important part to play. And one of my big problems with Star Trek three and four is that they're never on the damn Enterprise. They're on a bird of prey, and who gives two shits? No one mm-hmm. cares about birds of prey except a bunch of Klingons. So that's one of my other problems with four is that I don't care about the Klingon ship. Where's the good ship? Where's the ship that matters? <laughs> Right. Well, it blew up, I guess. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, excellent news, everyone. We're done. We're done with this here segment. Daryl's the Trek nerd on Twitter, and he's also uh, This Week in Trek's own Daryl Skeels. You can find that show on iTunes or over at thisweekintrek.com. I'm sure there's a lot to talk about on that show, so uh, looking forward to those episodes very much. Are you guys going to spoil stuff? or? I mean, I feel like you got to yeah. talk about stuff, right? The next the next episode is a special spoilery one. We'll do red alert sirens and everything to warn everybody to stay away if they don't want spoilers. Nice. Gonna be I'm going to listen to that one for sure. Would that sound be this right here? That one right there? Yep. Fantastic. Daryl, uh, we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow, but before you leave, a quote, please. Entering planet's outer atmosphere, sir. Ship's outer skin is beginning to heat. Ship's outer skin? Hmm. Sir, if it weren't for the sir, I would say it's the computer. But uh, yeah, uh, sure beginning to heat. Scotty. By the way, the computer voice on that evil ship, the evil giant oh, Enterprise, yeah. was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, and Daryl, were you happy that that was the watery one? Anyway, sorry. Back <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, I guess, right? Like, right, right. Uh, I'm not saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I want a model of that. I want a big model of that. Ooh, yeah, no kidding. And I Me want to too. be able to say computer and have it go, yes! Uh, kill all the Klingons. <laughs> Not a problem! It was like a great voice. Anyway, uh, I'm going to say Spock. Why not? Everybody's wrong. It's Uhura. Ah, damn it. Oh. She had, this is fan era where she was putting fans over herself and distracting people in Star Trek V. <laughs> Probably. Stupid thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're running late. It's the news and it's brought to you by Maniacal Industries. And they're proud to present their first postcard set, ha- uh, Hairbrained Science. It's available for only $8 at maniacalindustries.com. U.S. shipping included. Yay, science. In other news, can you can a can as a can or can? Can, can, a can? Hey, Scott, can you? No, I can't. I think I added an extra can in there. I have a theme for the first uh, news story today. <laughs> I wonder what this is going to be. Here it is. <laughs> Yahoo deal shows power shift. Tumblr commands $1.1 billion price. Nice. As web giants circle fast-growing startups. So Yahoo has purchased for $1.1 billion the world's most prolific animated porn uh, (laughs) selection. (laughs) Right. Tumblr with the R. And they have a history of this. Flickr with an R. 
Right. With just an R. That they own that as well, and they let that languish. Can Nippler be far behind? Is there a Nippler? <laughs> Can it be far behind? I'm saying. I'm going to find out right now. Nippler.com. <laughs> the E. Yeah. Nippler. Oh! Don't go there. Really? It's parked, but there's a nice Im- there's an image there. I won't say a nice oh. one. Okay, I've gotten oh, out of that. Now. To see. <laughs> now I have to. Now you got to see. Um, yes. So this is crazy. Oh, funny. I got nothing. That's funny. I mean, I got pictures, but none of oh, neither of them. The one I got was highly offensive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There was a uh, some sort of vagina. I gotcha. All right. Well, that's mislabeled. I was talking to Molly <laughs> Molly Wood, uh, or not talking to. Her. I heard her on Twitter saying, "I don't understand this murder, or I don't understand this purchase. What is the point? What is the end game for them? Because one of the things mm-hmm. they did right away." Is a uh, freaking what's her name? <laughs> her. She got up and Marissa said, Meyer, yeah. she did a post on her Tumblr page saying, We are not going to screw this up. It's going to be run independently. Don't worry. She's appealing really to the, the many Tumblr users. I'm one of them. I have stuff I do on there. Uh, my, my daily doodle is on there. And don't ask what that is. Just go look for yourself <laughs> and see what my daily doodle is. <laughs> Anyway, she uh, she says, we're not going to screw this up. We're going to keep the CEO in place. We're going to keep the team in place. They're going to have access to our search technology and a bunch of other systems to be able to better do this and that and the other thing. And you just have to remember what it, or have to ask, what is the point then? What are you doing? Because mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now, Tumblr has like no monetization system in place. They just have a ton of users. They don't have ads that run everywhere. They don't have uh, subscriptions. Right. It's so just a free they- thing to use. Right. So what, what, do they, what do they gain from this? Yeah, it's really weird. And she suggested on Twitter that it's just the chasing cool thing. Mm. That a lot of these big companies, Google and Apple and, and them and others, are just ca- chasing the cool stuff so they can say, well, look look what we have in our stable. We're doing all of this and we've got Tumblr. And so we're really big on social. You know what I mean? Like it's a, yeah, it's only like a weird that. badge of honor to, to keep your company... Um, you know, valid and important, but nobody's sure where Google gets that kind of money anymore. Like, it's just a weird deal. Weird mm. deal. Anyway, most Tumblr people think it's the end of the end of the world. So. <laughs> right. Uh, looks like the of deal course. was announced this morning, so it's a done deal. They're going to totally ruin Tumblr. Yeah. Well, are they? I mean, they said to her at the press conference. They said, Melissa Meyer, can you tell us? I mean, what are our fears founded? And she said, <laughs> All right, moving on. An Arizona woman. Arizona woman. Arizona woman. What does she do? What's her power? She's uh, able. Oh, jeez. <laughs> able to able pull to you over just because you're Mexican. No? Able to stay in the same time period 365 <laughs> days a year. That one's way better and less racist. Excelsior. Good job. Good job. Um, she's accused of trying to give away her baby at a convenience store. A woman facing child abuse charges after police said she went to a convenience store just outside of Phoenix and tried to give away her kid. Police uh, spokesman Sergeant Tommy Thompson. Great name. You're going to have to put back the beef jerky of the Slurpee, ma'am. Can you just take my baby? What'd you do? I picture her doing it like Indiana Jones getting the idol. Like with a bag of sand. Just kind of walk up there. And, I'll throw you the Slim Jim. Yeah, just swap him and then leave. Um, let's see. <laughs> 36-year-old Rosanna Luna and her six-month-old daughter. Witnesses told officers Luna was asking strangers if they wanted a free kid. Uh, she'd been drinking and smoking methamphetamine for two days and had made no attempt to contact any safe haven locations, government agencies, or family members for help. Luna ended up calling police herself. They say she knew, uh, or they, well, she knew she would be taken to jail on outstanding misdemeanor warrants and would not have to take care or not be able to take care of her daughter 
She actually thought she was doing a good thing here. Like, you don't want a kid? You know what? If she's hooked on methamphetamines, maybe it is a good thing. Maybe somebody Probably. should take that baby. I mean, state custody for any kid, I just don't think is the way life should be, but it's better than her. So yeah, yeah. She, the baby's in state custody as it stands right now. Mm. Uh, why is there so much poop in swimming pools? That's a question I got for you. <laughs> well, hmm. yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> of her. <laughs> The CDC, you know that place that blew up at the end of the first season of uh, oh, yeah, Walking that, yeah. Dead? Yeah. Walking Dead, sure, right. It's not there anymore. Um, no, reports. That's no <laughs> no, not. Come on. You're too, you're, it's almost now. season four. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> A CDC <laughs> report worry. finds that more than half of public schools, public pools, ba- sorry, are basically toilets. <laughs> they could probably public say schools. schools. too, yeah. yeah. They could have probably done that. <laughs> that's not a faux pas that's all that incorrect. Who would have guessed Caddyshack would prove so prolific? <laughs> Oh, oh, wow, and that's a Yahoo. That's not even HuffPo. No, HuffPo, it's the disease is spreading. Right. A new report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found that more than half of our public schools have tested positive for E. coli, the bacteria most commonly associated with fecal matter. Um, <laughs> there's a note in here that says, see more, David Beckham retires. Four's way, four ways of looking at his legacy. All right, anyway. In the study, the CDC sampled water from filters in 161 public pools, uh, both indoor and outdoor, in Ad- uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I think that's supposed to be Atlanta. <laughs> Atlantum. Atlanta. 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 It's like a fake Star Trek city. Maybe instead of buying up Tumblr, you should uh, invest in your spell checker there, Yahoo. There's a great uh, episode on Futurama where they go to the lost city of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it's they're all mermaids <laughs> down there, and it's right. old Atlanta. It's awesome. And everyone That's talks great. like, welcome to our fair city. That kind of stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> great. Anyway, of those samples, 58% show us the one where Fry has a mermaid girlfriend. I forgot about the scene. And he says, he's making out with her. And they're going to have babies. And he says, I don't know how this works. Oh, why couldn't the fish part be on, <laughs> on top and the lady part right. be on the bottom? Anyway. Right. Uh, of all those samples, 58% showed signs of E. coli, though the researchers could not definitely blame human waste for the results. They wrote that it sig- uh, signifies that swimmers in- in- introduced fecal matter into the water, uh, into the pool water. Now, I have a very specific ex- uh, experience with this, and I'll just tell you briefly. Oh, I'm, at a public, really? I'm at a public pool, a nice one, relatively new one, yeah, very popular one. Just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And there's tons of people in there. It's very loud. It's one of those rooms. You know those rooms are so loud. I don't know why they yes. acoustically do that to those rooms. But anyway, you can't hear anything. Kids everywhere, people everywhere, old people in there. I'm outside the pool at the time, which makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. I think I have my feet in or something. But my kids are swimming around. This is a few years ago. And all of a sudden you hear this, and the thing... Ladies and gentlemen, please exit the pool with all haste. We have found some human waste. <laughs> no, they didn't really wrap it, but I wish they would have. But anyway, they found they found so they everyone's just like out of the pool. We found human waste mm-hmm. in the pool. Please exit the pool. Blah blah blah. They all leave the pool, and now everyone's backed up against walls, and this big boat is surreal. <laughs> <laughs> and the pool's dead empty except for the 16 year old kid who works there, who's walking out with a stick. He's got a stick, and yeah. he walks out to the middle of the of the shallow end of the pool, the kid end of the giant pool. And there's a diaper floating in there, full of some oh. kid's load. Oh! And we watch this kid pick up the poop diaper with his stick and carry it off to the side. <laughs> and then the lady goes, "All right, uh, we're going to treat this end of the pool, but the rest of the pool is okay. Everybody can get in." And I went, "Nope." Yeah. Nope. No, it's not. I know, I know how water works. <laughs> I know how poo dissipates. Right. Thanks, not, but no thanks. 
<laughs> I've dropped a little bit of food coloring into into one part of the glass and watched it spread out to every other part of the glass. Yeah, and I walked out and I saw like the big food place where they have. I usually get like their French. They got a French dip there, and I saw it and I went, "Eh, not really hungry." Yeah, I walked out, <laughs> and I think that may have been the last time we swam there. Don't oh. don't let your kids poo in the pool, everybody. No, no. the di- the whole swimming diaper thing is a is a farce. It's a myth. It doesn't really mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Moving on, tweaked audio sponsoring the poo story. Tweet, yeah, right. I know. We look at this high, high minded stuff they get to sponsor. You know what? When you're not getting in the pool because of that, you can sit on the edge and listen to your music. Yeah, they said get out of the get out of the pool. There's poo in it. You can go to the side. You listen to a podcast on your great uh, tweaked audio, and in a room like that, that's so loud, these things will reduce all that noise down Mm -hmm. to nil. Yes, compatible with whatever device you plug it into. You stream at checkout for thirty three percent off. Damn it, it's a hell of a deal. You should take advantage of it at tweakedaudio.com. Okay. If communists have attempted to inject their propaganda into the motion picture, they have failed miserably. It's the uh, celebrity poop, and it's brought to you by by Anxiety Party, Cheesy G's podcast about anxieties and ways to deal. All the ways. This week's episode features Anne Wheaton telling us about convention tips with Will and how Nathan Fillion gives her gas. Available on iTunes and Stitcher, like the Facebook page and follow it on Twitter at Anxiety Party. That's Anxiety Party. That will uh, there will be rambling and beverages. The Wheatons. The Wheatons. Isn't that cool? That's, that so that's a hell cool. of a grab. Good I just, on you. I just want to tell GZG something, Kathy. Listen, I've tried for now five or so years on and off to get Will Wheaton on a show. Various shows. We couldn't even do it on forecast with with Leo asking for us, and that's and that's got credibility, right? That show. The rest of it, forget it. So he yeah. was not interested. So you did a hell of a thing. I have anxiety just thinking about it. I should listen to your show. All right, Edward Furlong. Remember the kid from Terminator Two? Yes. Arrested in West Hollywood on suspicion of violating his restraining order. Wait, is this an article from now or an article from 1989? It's an article from every day that goes by. <laughs> He's 35 now. He was oh, sentenced geez. to six months in jail for violating his probation in 2010. Uh, another case for violating a similar restraining order against this uh, ex-wife lady. Oh, and his ex-girlfriend. Apparently, he's just nuts and he's beaten up people and he's lo- oh, he's just completely lost man. it. Poor kid, dude. You used to be able to yeah. roll with the, the Arnie and he was well. Yeah, I mean, he had problems right back then. So yeah, as soon as he got out of that, he did that American History X, and then everything went down the poo. Down right, the, down yeah. The she, he is the Lindsay Lohan of the male part of... Oh, yes, 1991. Uh, I guess I was a little bit late with my news. Is this an article from 1991? There we go. Now, <laughs> Way to go. Can you edit that in when you're, when you're yeah. editing the other stuff in and post? Yeah, I'll that. remember to do that. Yep, let me make All a note. Right, Got Perfect. it. Courtney Stodden, finally. We're, we're rushing through these because we're we sure. got a Kalsh Liker here. Courtney Stodden, you know, 16. I wish I was yeah. 18 now. <laughs> right. She got married to that 52-year-old uh, Doug Hutchinson, who I think right. is now... If she's 18 now, when she was 16 and married him and he was 52... She's now 18. That makes him 55. Four. Four? Okay. Well, you add two. Well, it depends on his birthday, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. You yeah. add two. <laughs> Look, the math on here, it's, a, it's untenable. Uh, <laughs> you, might have not, you might have seen this one coming, folks. Courtney Stodden has a sex tape. Oh, here's my surprised face. Yeah. How shocked are you? <laughs> well, usually sex tapes are leaked and someone else found them and then yeah, sells them. Right. She's telling right. everyone about it. Of course, because otherwise no one would care. No one cares otherwise. No one cares anyway, right? The barely legal star recently, uh, or uh, who recently got famous for marrying 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 fifty two year old Doug Hutcherson, weird guy from Lost, mm-hmm. and other things, 
uh, when she was just 16 years old, confirmed to E! News that after she turned 18, she, uh, 18 years old, she made a very personal home movie. Whatever. Right as soon as I was 18, of course. With, the, with good lighting and a sound age. guy yep. and, uh, yep. And Doug, and Doug Hutcherson, and we Doug can only Hutcherson, assume. Yeah. <laughs> St- Stodden confirmed to E, he's the most important prop, that she has a sex tape and that it features just me. Oh, it's just her. Oh. And that it was yes. shot shortly after her 18th birthday last year. I turned 18 in August, so you do the math. <laughs> you do I it. Because I can't. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I can't do the math. <laughs> All right. I suddenly could care less about her and her tape. All, All right. right. Moving on. Mumbleboxes.com sponsoring the show. Get a seven-day free trial, custom host names, fully redundant servers, and some great voice action for you and your guild or your clan or your team or whatever it is you're playing video games with your buddies. Mumbleboxes.com has you covered with 20% off. Use the code TMS after that trial. If you want to keep it, go for it. 20% off TMS mumbleboxes.com when we come back we'll have major spoilers i think we're going to call kim and sarah okay figure that out see how their uh half marathon went or whatever they did all right i forgot the name what was saturday microthon microthon yeah microthon (laughs) see how that went microthon oh oh deep and uh there was something else i was going to ask him about i'll have to remember during the break but before all that we like to play a little uh music and we'll do that today what do you got we do. This one going out to April Viking Lass, of course, uh, in the tadpool. A fan of, uh, we're a fan of hers, I should say. Yeah. And uh, a fan of her Viking helmet and her her uh, big staff thing that she brought to uh, Nerdtacular last year and waved around to uh, show everybody where she was at any mm-hmm. any given time. You could look around and say, oh, there's where Viking Girl or Viking Lass is because she's carrying that thing around. Hey, shake and bake. Scott shakes it and Brian, you can bake it. Guess what? It's about that time of year when I ripen with wisdom and power. I added the power in there to feel better about myself. That's right. It's this lady Viking's birthday on May 20th. It would be pretty cool slash kind of awesome if you would play a song to celebrate my escape from the womb 27 years ago. I'm a huge Lindsay Sterling fan. Her music has a heavy influence on my artwork and her personality inspires me to keep pursuing my dream of becoming a full-time artist. If I was a dude, I'd be in love. But no, I'm a lady, and I get old man crushes on Bruce Willis. Anyways, she has a ton of amazing songs. <laughs> and I'll let you decide which one. By the way, you guys are my rage quit relief for work. Oh. You shove that hobo because YOLO, ooh, I hate Lolo, signed oh. April, Viking Lass. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> and and just in case you thought I added anything in there, no, no, no. I mean, those were all parentheticals. Mm. Those were all capitalizations. Uh, she's awesome. That's April for sure. And by the way, she does Vine stuff and she's a hoot on Vine. Really? Yeah. I need to make sure I, I keep checking out Vine. I keep forgetting to check out Vine. I like her I was going to do some Vines of uh, my cat Roomba walking into things. Yeah. And um, Too bad that cat Roomba doesn't actually clean anything as it walks around. That well, would be great. He does have really long hair, long fur, so he's almost a Swiffer. Oh, wow. <laughs> Blind Swiffer. Past. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So... Uh, <laughs> I'm just picturing a Thunderdome with my blind cat in the Roomba. <laughs> Who runs Bada Town? <laughs> that would be horrible. Yes, I would, would never be. do that. Never, ever. All right. Uh, Lindsey Sterling. This is this is easily my favorite Lindsey Sterling cover. And we may have played this on TMS before, but I don't care. Mm. I don't care. I don't care. What's that from? Uh, that's from uh, The Fugitive. It's uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Perfect. In the, hall, in the I tube. I don't care. The sewer scene, we like to call it. Yep. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Anyway, this is uh, 
That's like Brian Ibbett theater in here. I love it. End scene. Yeah. This is uh, the Game of Thrones theme performed by Lindsay Sterling, and uh, this is just fantastic. Uh, and uh, check it out. We'll be back after this. All right. Well, speaking of cats, well, for, for speaking of cats. <laughs> All right. And then speaking of don't care. Oh, they're not going to care. They don't care. What? They're going to care. All right. There you go. Uh, it's uh, the Game of Thrones main title. Let's play it right now. We'll be back in a moment with major spoilers and more. Stay tuned. like a county fair to get you thirsty and is the beer worth getting thirsty for Budweiser it has a taste it has a drinkability it has a smoothness that only beechwood aging can deliver so get thirsty Budweiser is the best reason in the world to drink beer what the morning stream you're soaking in it. And we're back, everybody. Welcome back. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch Can't yesterday's, go wrong with that. yesterday's episode. I gotta catch up on it. Yeah, we're way behind. Well, I mean, we're, we didn't see last... Uh, 
didn't see last night's anything. No Mad Men, no Game of Thrones, no Veep, no Nurse Jackie. I watched an episode of King of the Hill last night. Another one this morning. Uh, King of the Hill. It's no. It's no. Uh, it's no West Wing, but it's all right. And it shares West Wing of the Hill. Well, it it shares a few guest stars. Of course, it does. Bill, the voice. I of- love that episode of Tom, of uh, West Wing where Tom Petty makes an appearance. <laughs> Hey, there's one where both John Bon Jovi and the entire uh, Foo Fighters band are in the same episode. What? Yeah. Of West Wing? Yep. Yep. It's no. it, it's actually in context. It's a during uh, it's during the elections to elect Jed Bartlett's uh, uh, successor, and he's they're at the rally, you know, one of the presidential rallies, and they're playing for uh, mm. for the particular okay. candidate, which always ha- you know that happens in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's why they do. And and Grohl didn't have any lines, but he was on camera a lot, mm. and he sang a lot. And this was short hair, got, Dave Grohl. He's got big, big teeth. Yeah, oh, he's got that some Dave teeth. Grohl. That guy. Yeah, he's also he's also one of the coolest guys in rock and roll. By Absolutely, far. without question. You thought he was a little weird looking drummer man back then, but no, he had stuff to say and a way to say it. And the dude just is has got his uh, hands in everything, and everything he he turns out is great. Yep, it's all good. All right, Mr. Schleicher, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Here's your theme for today. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's nice to have you I, on. You know what? I think that's the sound <laughs> that Paramount publicity uses when they're thinking about their audiences. Oh! <laughs> and here's they? why. And okay. here's why, Scott Johnson. All right, go ahead. I'm going to try to make this as spoiler-free as possible. But <laughs> ever since it was announced that this second Star Trek movie was going to be announced, they went on and on and on and said, no, 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 Cumberbatch is not fill in the blank. No, no, we swear he's not fill in the blank. He's not fill in the blank. We promise you this is not fill in the blank. He is playing someone else. (laughs) And then what happens? You're sitting in the theater and WTF other... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is exactly the... Now, when they rebooted Star Trek, they said, guess what? We're rebooting the Star Trek universe. Trust us. You're going to like it. (laughs) And they put faith in the fans. And guess what? Everybody really liked Star Trek 2.0. Yeah. If they would have said, hey, we are remaking X, and you went into the theater and said, we're remaking X, I think people would have been okay with that. And that's why Steven is major spoilers. That's right. <laughs> Colonel to be soon Colonel spoilers. Um, no, I <laughs> bleep that out if you need to. No, bleep no, no. It out. It's, totally God, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I enjoyed the movie. Right. I enjoyed the movie. But when. The publicity department treats right. their fans and their viewers as a bunch of imbeciles mm-hmm. okay, who no, can't this, handle this kind of stuff. But this is a great conversation. This is a really great conversation because let's dig into this just a little bit deeper. It, it, we now live in spoiler town where the internet has made it so you cannot move two inches without leaking something. Right. It's just so hard to keep the lid on stuff. So I think they strategically made this decision to get out in front of this thing and say a bunch of lies. Yes, and that, in my mind, hurts not only the publicity department and the studio, but also this movie. Mm. So now, for me, it worked. Well, I don't know if it worked in a positive way, but it worked. I was told one thing, and I believed it, and I didn't catch any other spoilers after the effect of you know after the premiere on Wednesday or whatever it was. Right. So. I went in fully still believing what Paramount PR told me. Right. I was 100% sure what they said was still true, and it wasn't until, yeah, until that, that moment, moment, you know the one in the little yeah. pr- space prison up there. Yeah. I'm thinking of that movie we watched for Film Tech. Anyway, that, that <laughs> happened, and I went, oh, my gosh. 
They, they told to me, yeah. yeah. But in a way, I was kind of mildly, you know, I was kind of mildly entertained by that. And I was too, except for, and I guess I, I, I guess I'm really sensitive about this because right now today is grade day, yeah. and I've got so many people who are lying and cheating their way through their degree, <laughs> and to hear publicity departments. I mean, that's what publicity does. I mean, they're trying to yeah. spin it in their way, right. but to have them blatantly come out and lie to the public and say, oh, no, this is not it. Yeah. I don't know how you would have gotten that information. So let me give you a little bit more spoilers, Scott. I Johnson. love how fired up you are. Go. I have been holding and sitting on this for a while now, and, it, and everyone should couch this as a rumor. <laughs> uh, but someone uh, sent me an email ooh, about a month or so ago and said, hey, this movie isn't going to open as big as the first one did. Yeah. And... Notice and basically said they're not going to make a Star Trek three movie anytime soon, but instead they're going to go back to television. Whoa! What? Really? Well, who said? Well, you can't this tell is, us your this source. This is this is somebody on the inside that would have oh. some knowledge about this. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. The part about didn't bring in enough money. I think I don't think that's. Par- uh, I was just going to say I don't think that's paramount to the discussion. But I'm going to say I don't think that's important here because no, it's not because they're still going to do just fine. It's going to be one of the highest grossing films of the year. Oh sure. Um, well, no, I, no, it won't be. It, Iron it, Man three is. There's well, no way that Star Trek is going to tap. It won't be number one. Them. It'll be up there though. Fourth. I'd put it fourth. Really, really. Yes. I, I, who? Okay, Superman. Superman will take second, or maybe even first. Mm-hmm. But let's say Superman, Iron Man. Who's third? Who'd be third? I don't know. The Croods. <laughs> <laughs> Still raking in that dollar movie. Live free or die hard. It's going to make a comeback, folks. Um, I'm trying the to reissue. See, like at movies, I know that are going to be great. Like Elysium, they're not going to be huge money, no. but they're going to do they're going to do okay. But top three, maybe the the monsters you will probably take third. You know what though? I got to say, seeing a preview for Elysium, my God, that got me excited yeah, for that movie. Me mm-hmm. too. I'm stoked. About I that. cannot wait for that. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. I'm really excited. It's got that uh, that new lesbian uh, actress in it. That's uh, you might know her from such things Ellen as DeGeneres? Taxi Driver, and no, 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 she's not the new one. Jodie Foster. Yeah, she's recently come out. You know. Oh yes, I remember that that <laughs> that uh, announcement on the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> oh, nationally um, televised, right? <laughs> Pacific Rim will do better than Star Trek. Oh, really? And no. after yeah, that's some tall no, order. No. Okay, no. let's just say it's in the. We know it'll be in the top five. Let's say. Top ten. Sure, I, think, I think it's wager time. What, what's uh, what's Kansas City? Oh, send us some ribs. We'll send you some uh, Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> You're at what? The, what does Kansas City have to I, offer? I don't me? think that's a fair exchange, there, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a don't bad worry. Day. <laughs> you won't have to eat the. I'm guaranteeing you right now, you won't have to eat the Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> yeah, this isn't. It's not like uh, uh, what's that show where they eat the balls all the time? I can't remember it now. Uh, Joe Rogan's thing. Food? No, the man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Whatever that was called. That one. MMA. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I just think this is an interesting. I this this is now you've made me real very interested because the one thing a lot of people are asking for is let's get back to TV. So here's the big right. prediction moment. Do they go from? Do they go from this to a to a reboot of again these same characters? They're not going to do that. Like Quinto and those guys aren't going to reprise the roles. So are they going to do a TV version of this that involves new replacements for Kirk, Spock, That's, and crew? Or do they go whole new crew, whole new ship, whole new era? I I don't know. I, it may not even be Enterprise. You know, the Enterprise, it may be something else. The person was not forthcoming on anything beyond that. They're heading back to television, and that's the plan. Because I feel like the mistake has been made in the past 
that they tried to fix and didn't do a very good job of it. But they went to Deep Space Nine, which I still think is one of the best of the series, and I think they do amazing work there. But there is something missing when you don't have the Enterprise. And right. when you go to Voyager, you're like, eh, it's kind of like the Enterprise, but it looks more like somebody's dish you know, yeah. or whatever. It's not really the same, so eh, it's all right. And then Again. they go back to Enterprise, and we're even going to call the show Enterprise, but then we're going to make a not very good show. Right. So and this I, is all yeah. rumor from somebody who says that they're on the inside. So I would love take that. that. With what what you will? I want. I want this. What you're describing, I want. I want. But on the other hand, I want on TV. the other hand, Hollywood is so invested in three picture deals these days. That's true. They That's are, the only thing that that hurts that rumor. Yeah, and it's still like it's going to make plenty of cash. It's yeah, not, it will. It's not going to be crappy. It's not like it's not going to be worth it to do another one. I, I'm surprised that I, I'm just really surprised that more people haven't complained about the lie that publicity told. Yeah, and now I don't know who to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, for all I know, Stephen just made that whole thing up about that rumor. I don't know. <laughs> I could have, well, could have. Uh, see, I couched it with I'm, rumor, and I'm glad I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember hearing that, so I'm glad I didn't, because then I would I would be as ticked off about it as you. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm glad I didn't hear anything either way about it, other than. Is he? Is he not? Who, who it's could he be? En- it's still an enjoyable movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's just but a, when you yeah. when you hit that moment in the movie that we just mentioned a moment mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. and all is revealed. Suddenly, the rest of the movie turns into oh, it's that. Oh, it's that. Oh, it's that. And then oh, I have to now think in my my head has to constantly be chewing up the differences. Oh yeah, I mean, I love the references to uh, Mud's women and Trouble with Tribbles. I mean, there's you know those references that are scattered throughout the sure. throughout oh, the movie. Sure. Great I stuff. Got, I got one of those. I don't remember the other one. The though. one that remember I'm in bed with the uh, the thing. No, no, no. Oh, uh, no, no, not the, that. Mud, Mud, Mud's women is they're like, hey, the ship that we're taking down to blah blah blah. The make the uh, it, they said it's the one that we took from Mud a few weeks ago. Oh, a few months ago. right. You're really? right. Okay. You're right. Right. Okay. But there was something about those girls with tails were had some reference. There was some. I don't know. I forgot what that is. I should ask Daryl. There's some old T and uh, TOS reference there. But mm. yeah, the, the movie was full of those kinds of things. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was a fun movie. I'm glad I went and saw it. But yeah. but they, yeah. when they said, okay, so the end of the movie is this is no spoiler. This is where they start their five year mission. Right. This is mm-hmm. the big deal. That's when Kirk gets to repeat the words. Right. right and by the way said no one not no man which i think is interesting yes. since well, yeah. since it was uh picard that coined that first but anyway um they they get to do that and they look like they're embarking on this brave new adventure and that mm-hmm. leads you to think oh movies until the end of time yeah, yeah but no maybe what that leads to is not maybe it's tv till the end of time i don't know but either way a tv show sounds way more interesting to me than another movie and i'd love the movies don't get me wrong but I don't want to wait five years between everything. I want to see a 24-episode freaking TV yeah. show that's really yeah. well made. That's what I want. Um, um, I want both, but yeah, sure. Bring you it on. have Whatever it all, you Brian. Want to, you want to have it all? Want to we will have it all. We'll get another movie. It'll right. be four years, and we'll get another Probably. movie. And, but, uh, but we'll get a TV show in the meantime, and it'll start out really, really good. Yeah. And there'll be some bad episodes, and there'll be <laughs> some good ones, and then it'll be okay. You know, right. there's probably there's probably still a little bit of a problem, and a little bit of soreness of of JJ jumping ship over to uh, the competing space sure. fantasy Property. franchise. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did you hear yeah. what he? So he's been on record as saying a couple of interesting things about that, which was he was nearly put to his grave with the conflicting ownership rights of mm-hmm. things to do with Star Trek. So he couldn't felt like he was being 
kind of handcuffed by both sides as to what story he wanted to tell, how he wanted to tell it, who, what things he could reference because some rights are owned by Paramount, other rights are owned by the family, other rights are owned by whatever. And he was uh-huh. having this hard time jumping between and he's looking forward to Star Wars because that is all owned by one damn company and it's the company that hired him. Right. So right. he just doesn't have to worry about that there, which is kind of kind of an interesting twist on all this. All right. Speaking speaking of uh, that competing franchise, yeah. just announced today, production has begun on Star Wars Rebels, an exciting mm-hmm. all new animated television series based on uh, the Star Wars uh, franchise. I'm Scheduled into that. Premiere in the fall of 2014 as a one hour special telecast on Disney Channel. I'm in. I'm on. I'm good. No, I'm not trying to be anti anything, <laughs> but do we feel like we're getting a little? St- a little Star Wars overload. All right, you're going to get a movie every year. Oh, we're going to do a Yoda prequel movie. We're going to do a, a Boba Fett prequel or a, a Han Solo prequel. Hey, we're going to come out with a new cartoon. It is a lot at once. When has Disney never jammed some big important <laughs> well, thing down your throat again and right. again and again? Sure. Right. Sure. You're going to get a Marvel movie every five minutes. I mean, people are waiting. Yep. Every, everyone's waiting for that, that superhero movie bubble to burst. And we've talked about it before. Loved- isn't isn't wasn't it the anticipation of Star Wars one of the things that we loved about Star Wars back in the in the eighties the seventies and eighties waiting for something new but then being yes. horribly disappointed by what when it finally happened <laughs> I'm saying the seventies and eighties I'm okay. saying uh, <laughs> okay well in that case yeah I'll give you that seventy nine I'm saying uh, the, the the getting ready for May nineteen eighty yeah but in ninety two or eighty two you had to hear you had to see all those little puppets with the freaking zippers you could see and you and you heard Chewie do the Tarzan yell and you were oh, a little disappointed then. So, a little disappointed. So here's what I'm saying. I believe I believe that it is potentially overload if they're not careful with this. But I think we won't really know until we actually see the quality of this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's good, then we're we're all in. You know. I think it's not the it's not the the delivery overload. It's the it's the announcement overload because yeah, it does seem like every couple weeks there's another. Oh hey, we're doing a new cartoon series. Oh hey, we're doing this weird robot chicken thing thank god that i think that fell by the wayside didn't it that, uh, with the weird uh, joint effort yeah i think it went away yes because that that looked like killed. it took all the the best parts of robot chicken out well it looks like all the deals and things that were going on before are out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've just yeah, dropped the live that all action, like a hot that's right rock. that live action series that george lucas was talking about that that didn't you know, happen that, they canceled right. all the already popular clone wars clone that wars. just got canceled outright yeah, like it's yeah. a weird Weird times for Star Wars, but you know, I, I I will say this: forget about all this other Star Trek crap. There there was a lot of Star Wars isms in the in that movie. I thought, mm-hmm. um, and I know I'm looking for him now because we know he's going to direct it. But they're just the way he handles some of that action, the way the special effects shots were done, um, and again the scuffy ships. All that stuff leads mm-hmm. me to think that guy could make a Star Wars movie and do a pretty good job. And we're talking about much more philosophically lighter fare with star wars so if anything his his approach that everyone's complaining about to star trek Mm -hmm. is exactly the approach that star wars is and needs i think because it's not the same as like oh let's let's have philosophical discussions about the human condition that's not what star wars is about star wars is about i've got a lightsaber and you've got a blaster let's do this (laughs) <laughs> you know and i felt i felt like that was on display here that's what we got yeah so in a way right. in a way all this complaining about star trek makes me think he is the absolute best pick for star wars ever so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see because it's the right okay. kind of complaining for for the kind of thing that star wars is which is why these two fat these two camps have always fought in the first place oh, star trek's better why well because we have stuff to say True. 
true science fiction. Star Wars is better. Why? Because we got puppets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stephen, it's uh, always a pleasure to talk. Oh, one one last tiny Sorry thing. Such a negative no, no, no. I like this. You come in here with some freaking fire oh, in your eyes. I yeah. think that was awesome. I have one last qu- final question for you. Is the, has the dust cleared on this Doctor Who name release thing? Is everyone okay? Has everyone survived that? Or what's what? what where are we at with that? Well, considering <laughs> that, yeah, I'll go ahead and spoil this. They never say his name. Oh, they don't. What? Really? No. We've been lied no, to no. again. I know that's that was the <laughs> that was just another bit on top of all this. On the plus side, my two year old finally said his own name. So oh, oh that's the one go. that matters. Screw this yeah, other yeah, yeah. business. So By yeah, way, uh, so, Stephen, uh, you're gonna love the next episode of Coverville coming out tomorrow. Free cars for everybody. Yeah, free cars. Ooh, we promise. Okay, we promise. All right, all right. I can't wait. I hope mine's a uh, a gremlin from 1972. <laughs> you maybe you're right. We have entered a brave new world of inhonest, uh, dishonest. Uh, PR and, uh, and uh, I know. Uh, I promise awesome. you, tomorrow in Coverville, no Madeline Kahn covers. None, none, none whatsoever. <laughs> none. Damn it. You know, the best way to do it is if if you don't want something, if you don't want to deny something, just say no comment. I get those emails right. all the time when I ask publicity departments to clarify something. No comment, <laughs> you asshole. Yeah, but some so. people think that's an answer. It's like, hey, is this yeah. guy X? And you go, no comment. They're like, bah, that proves it. And it's him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I don't know. It's a, it's a complicated world we live in. But it is not complicated for you to go to Majorspoilers.com to check that place out. Find listeners. It's a great website. Covers all this kind of stuff and way more than that. Uh, pop culture at its finest. It's Majorspoilers.com. And, of course, you can catch uh, this particular week. You can catch Stephen and I doing it uh, two-man style. Well, oh, yeah. I'd probably say that differently. <laughs> but uh, hanging out together on Comic Dorks at ComicDorks.com. We had a great time. And uh, I think people really enjoy that episode. Uh, yeah. Stephen, what else fine. you got going? Anything else that? Uh, oh, nothing. You guys just keep doing the awesome things that you guys do. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, major spoilers on Twitter. Follow him. I command it. He will <laughs> not spoil everybody. anything. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Bye. All right, that was a spirited. That was Stephen Schleicher. I enjoyed <laughs> okay, that. Okay, you can all listen now. You can all t- <laughs> tune back in now. <laughs> yeah, that fir- the first bit was a little. Well, I don't know. It's obvious if you know what they had been saying in the PR. Yeah. I if think, you don't yeah. know what they were saying in the first place, then you you're probably all right. <laughs> You're probably okay. I'm not going to say anything because even admission is yeah. it's 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 a tantamount spoiler to guilt. in itself, right? Exactly. Right. I know what Daryl's doing right now. He's, What's he's, he doing? He's going. Whew. Good thing I didn't say anything. <laughs> right. All right. I'm going to quickly do a thing here. Hold on. Okay. I just got. Right. I told Kim I'd text her first because I wasn't sure she was going to be there. Oh, okay. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. She mm-hmm. is at the. She might be at the gym. She's all sparkly today. I saw her on camera for a second. She's wearing like a... Like a <laughs> she's like like she a, trying out for fame or something. Like a disco ball is what she's wearing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was happening there. I don't know what that here's, is. Here's a tip, by the way. Don't ever take that top through security. TSA security. <laughs> Tina did that with... Uh, she's got like a, um, a top that's covered with those little foil circles. Mm-hmm. And um, she had to be pulled aside and wanted. No, you're kidding. No. <laughs> Uh, like she said, oh yeah, I guess I should never wear anything like that. Did she wear that to um, Vegas when we went out and saw you guys in January? I remember that now. Yes, I wanted to call her. I wanted to say that she looked rather bedazzling tonight. <laughs> yes, very nice, very, very sparkly, right. very very sparkly. We have mailbag Mondays, and they're not brought to you by anyone because I didn't put one in there. Oh, you know, yeah. it's brought to you by it's brought to you by Film Sack. Go watch Film Sack or listen to Film Sack. We watched the movie Lock Out, mm-hmm. not Lockdown. Not lock, lock up, lock up. We've seen both of those already, right? Mm-hmm. I think we did. I think so. And convoy, we've seen that. Um, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Right. Not that one either. Nope. 
not lock and lock key. Lock off. Not <laughs> lock off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was it was the most recent film we've ever covered in terms of when we covered it versus when it was released. And um, it's the Guy Pierce business. And we had a lot of fun with that episode. I, you'll have to find out what we think when you go listen. So filmsack.com. Mm-hmm. Me, Brian, Brian, and uh, Randy doing what we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I ever tell you about the time that I was a warden in a uh, floating <laughs> space prison? No. Do tell me more. All right, Scott. That's all I got. Scott Bryan says, Jason, my young daughter's favorite thing in the world is to draw and create new things. The problem is I lack all the talent when it comes to art, and I'm generally not very creative. As both of you are immensely creative, what would you recommend I do to cultivate this talent in my child? I have thought about things like art classes, but I'm worried that the voice she is creating for herself will be hindered by formality. However, it might uh, help develop some general skills that would aid her in her development. Love the show, though. Jason, listen, just real quick. Jason is the kind of parent we need more of out there. Mm-hmm. Foster the creativity. He doesn't understand it. He's not good at it. He doesn't do it himself, but he sees the value in it. And that, my friend, is the key in a good parent. Right. Like, it's important for you to notice these things, and I'm really that's really heartening that you that you are. So that's number one, and you're, that's already I'd say sixty percent of this battle right now mm-hmm. is that you've already done that. Um, okay, I would recommend the following, and then Brian, I want to hear what you would add to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to okay. recommend a sketchbook that she carries with her everywhere she goes, or as often as she can, and if possible, draw somewhere in the range of about an hour a day. If mm-hmm. she does that. And it's whatever she wants to draw. She has a, a propensity to say, looking at real life objects and, and then draw them as she sees them. Great. If it's something in her imagination, great. Whatever it is, an hour a day, every day, as best you can in a sketchbook was the best advice I ever got from a teacher well, when I was younger. And it makes a huge difference. I mean, essentially you are, you are doing the thing that pro athletes have to do or anybody who wants to be good at anything. It's just constant practice. The best part about this, though, is that it's something she already loves and it's not going to be hard for her to do. But it's about consistency and doing it all the time. And she'll yeah. develop all sorts of skills. So that would be my – if I had one big piece of advice, it would be that. What would you That's add to that? That's great advice. Um, and, and I'm going to add to that. In addition, definitely, definitely have the sketchbook. Um, in addition, there are some really cool books. Um, there's the Wreck This Journal series, mm-hmm. which gives you a – it's a book that's got – sort of blank pages in on on the blank pages you'll find some things in the corner like draw a vacuum cleaner mm. or draw things that that uh, give you good thoughts or draw something that uh you want to eat and and what's cool is you you know you're not told specifically what to draw well I guess you are in the case of draw a vacuum cleaner but you're you're kind of given suggestions on what to draw and uh I don't know it's kind of fun it's like really cool um, way to spark that creativity because sometimes you get the sketchbook and, and uh, you're like, well, what do I want to draw? What do I want to put together? Right. And having just something that kind of nudges you in a direction. There's um, another good one called the 642 Things to Draw. Um, that I remember I saw this in Barnes & Noble. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon. There was, there's a bunch of them, like uh, 712 more things to draw. But they're you know less than 15 bucks. You can pick them up. And this one's a little bit more specific. Draw a toothbrush. Draw an umbrella. And um, it's kind of a good way to say, you know, here are things that I wouldn't end up drawing the sketchbook that I now have to think about. All right, what does that thing look like and how would I draw it? Um, I, I would recommend those as well. Just kind of a little bit of a nudge That's towards great. suggested 
Absolutely. Uh, and I would yeah. actually, and I think you'd probably would agree with me. I think having classes and stuff to teach fundamental skills to add mm-hmm. to her already creative tendencies, I think is a good thing. And, and structure yeah. and deadlines and things like that are important. Mm-hmm. They may not, they, you, his concern that formality would, would, you know, curb her style. Yeah. I would argue that you need some, you need some of that or else it's just chaos and she's just doodling for no reason and she never really will go anywhere with it. I'm not saying it always needs to be for money or always needs to be a business or anything like that, but I can tell you some of the most important things I ever did were take really structural classes like art history classes, which at the time seemed like they were going to be the most boring thing ever, but I rely on that stuff now. Um, another one was uh, life drawing. I took that in college, but and at first it was like, I'm drawing nude ladies. Turns out it was mostly nude guys, but whatever. <laughs> but that was the still, to this day, most influential thing I ever did. Just really affected me, my style, my my motivation for what I draw, how I draw it. No understanding the structure of human beings and drawing people, even as cartoons, that stuff just affects. You know, had a huge impact. So totally, and a good teacher will help foster that as opposed to limit it. You know, they won't say, "All right, no, that drawing is not good. You need to do this." They'll say, "All right, now try drawing that same thing, but using one line." You yeah. know, a good teacher, which you can't control. Is so mm-hmm. important, and I hope that she gets lucky as I did. I had a seventh yeah. grade teacher named Mr. Boyd Winterstrom who just changed my life. I mean, he's still, I still think about that guy all the time and the impact he had on me. I really mm-hmm. do. And it's, I know, I, I, I never had one since that that was that, that was quite that good. And I rarely run into teachers now with even my own kids who are even near what he, he was, you know, what he was about. So yeah. find good, if you can, find those kinds of teachers and, the ones that really bring out what you're... I remember Mr. Nelson in high school and uh, Mrs. Green in college, both of them fantastic as far as just just saying, go with it. Here, you know, Have an idea, tell me what your idea is, and then go with it. Yeah. And just kind of backing you up. Don't trust a teacher named Mr. Pink. That's all. <laughs> Why do I have to be Mr. Pink? <laughs> Nobody care. Nobody cares. Change my, name. Change my name, Mr. Blue. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You really do a good Buscemi. <laughs> I never really thought about trying to do a Buscemi. Shot me in the face. <laughs> Dear Schwartz and Barf. It's a uh, reference to uh, Spaceballs. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. You yes. have the Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you, yes. Uh, I started listening to Frog Pants four years ago. The Instance was my first, but I wasn't getting enough, so I decided to try out TMS and absolutely fell in love with you both. Whoa. Oh, I'd mm-hmm. love to get getting to know you both. Sorry. Uh, weird. I love to spend time in the tadpole, but I work when you record, so usually I download the episodes and listen in my downtime. I enjoy what you both show, uh, how that you both show how proud you are of your families and how level-headed you are and how down-to-earth you keep yourselves. I know you probably get a ton of emails, and I'm just another fan trying, uh, but but please keep up the good work. Love the show, bros. Like Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes, nice. Super Mario. I love the show, bros. Uh, P.S. I would love to play some Diablo 3 with you guys. I've just started it back up. I don't get in very often. Two real life uh, work and spending time with the wife time. LOL. Which which are more important, of course. But uh, if you have time and don't mind getting to know me and playing a few games, let me know. Anthony from Michigan. Anthony from Michigan. I would recommend that you join our forums. I'd love to play Diablo with you. It'd be fine. Um. But I would recommend, because you, you strike me as somebody who's looking for some good casual game friends. Mm-hmm. And there are loads of them in our forums. Uh, the AIE boards are littered with these people. And they're all amazing. And you would have a great time and make some real good friendships. So this, I wanted to use this email as a launching pad mm, to say, hey, nice. join our forums. You can find those linked everywhere all over the Frog Pants Network, including this show. So go find it. Frogpants.com if you're confused. Uh, 
Finally, mm-hmm. J. Nodot. How would you say that? J. No dot. J. No dot. J. No dot. Yeah, he's, he's a feather, no dot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Hey, Tribbles and Bits. <laughs> Tribbles and Bits, that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. A few shows ago, you discussed Tom Cruise and things you could not unsee. We were talking about his middle tooth. It's like right mm-hmm. in the middle of his head. Right. Center, center. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So weird. Um, he says, well, the same things happened to me in Star Trek Into Darkness. One more Star Trek reference for today. I'm sorry today was so Star Trek heavy, everybody. Okay? Yeah. I, I don't think we need to apologize for that. I think it... Uh, I enjoyed you know, it. There's a big movie released. We all saw it. We all loved it. And we want to talk about it. We talk about stuff we're into. Yeah. Here on the... Uh, Tomorrow, the sh- all crudes all the time. <laughs> that's right. The morning stream. That's what we do over here. <laughs> right? Whatever happened to MC Hammer? The guy's got talent. <laughs> I still have that. Where is it? So they'll clip that. No, not that. It's Cleo. No, that's not it. Oh, that's kind of, sorry, careful. preview, preview. Oh. I can't find it. Hey, you know what? Instead of me finding that, tell you what. Mm-hmm. Eric Van Skyhawk, my co-host on App Slap, he created a new App Slappy theme. Taking hmm. a very long time to do it, but I want you to hear a piece of it, okay? Here's a taste right here. App Slappy. How badass is that? Wow. He's really good. I think even my son would like that theme. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I can't wait yes. to do a show now. It's got me all fired up to do an actual oh, podcast. Yeah. All right, sorry. Back to this. A uh, few shows goes you discussed Tom Cruise and things you could not unsee. Okay, so we talked about this whole thing. He went to Star Trek. Kirk's, Kirk's slash Chris Pine's ears are crazy, crazy, crazy uneven. His left ear is way too far below his right. Nobody's <laughs> perfect, but everything is noticeable in IMAX. I felt like half of the IMAX shots were close-ups of the crew members' faces. Really? And it's true. Well, there's a lot of close-ups. Yeah. Enjoy the movie, but we'll never be able to unsee that. So, well, he, we're oh, going to look this wow. up. I'm going to look this up real quick. Chris, yeah. Chris Pine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so much yes. lower. There's a picture right here. <laughs> weird. That is kind of weird. It's, he's got like the Shannon Doherty of ears. Look at his skinny neck pictures. There's a bunch of skinny necks in here. Yeah. He is. He has since put on some neck weight. That's that's really. Isn't that weird? Really funny. Wow. That's a good inch below the other one. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> I wonder if his father, Robert All those Pine. ladies are saying, oh, well, then forget it. I wouldn't date him in a heartbeat. Not with those ears. Yeah, he is. Uh, my wife thinks that is one handsome man. But now I'm going to point out his ears. I, think, I, think, he's, I think he's one handsome man. He's I a good-looking guy, of, yeah. Got a little bit of a man crush on Chris Pine. But, he's, but it's a different kind of man crush. It's not just because he's good-looking. He He's nailed the young Kirk thing really well. He totally well. has. He's, yeah. got, he's, he's got the charm. Yep, he really swagger. does. Yeah. And if you want to see him a little bit fat and a little bit normal see him in that train movie with uh, denzel washington the last tony scott yeah. movie um right. unstoppable i think it was called mm-hmm. where they had a train that wouldn't stop really nuanced interesting Spoiler. performance oh yeah <laughs> spoilers a train that won't stop <laughs> that train is unstoppable wait stop <laughs> i like that movie i know I'm, there's not many who did but i i, I don't really think i've seen it i remember seeing the other train one with uh what was it toby mcguire no it was jake gyllenhaal oh let me get those two mixed up. Yeah. I don't remember that movie at all. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, where he keeps, source he keeps quantum leaping into it. Yep, that's yeah, the, the, one. the guy who's going to make the uh, WoW movie made that. 
right. Right, right. All right, here we go. I'm adding it to my Netflix. He was cube. my son. He's David Bowie's son. <laughs> Zowie Bowie. Yeah. Can't remember. Uh, what's his real name? Or like his his, uh, his new name? Is it really Zowie? Yeah, I think that's his that's his given name. But he goes by. I forgot already. I follow him on Twitter, and I already forgot. Uh, it's something real simple, like Jim Bob. Yeah. Uh, oh my God! It's like the name of the the guy from the Monkeys, David. Uh, Chat room, come on. They're they're teasing us. They're like dangling that stick, <laughs> that that carrot on a stick out, so we won't. Someone wrote Dweezil Bowie. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, th- don't, uh, David. No, David. David something Jones. Jones. It's, the, it's not David. Right. It's David Jones Duncan is Jones. His real name. Yeah, Duncan exactly. Jones. Bowie's real name is David Jones. His right. son is Duncan Jones. It's Duncan Jones, smart guy. He's a funny Twitter guy mm-hmm. too. Oh, really? Anyway, yeah, you should follow him. It's good. All right, Unstoppable now in my queue just after Zero Dark Thirty and uh, and Taken 2, thanks to you and uh, Randy. <laughs> I'm excited for you to see that sequel <laughs> slash same movie. It'll be great. I'm still a man with a particular set of skills. Set of skills. Still. Randy still. doesn't like when I do the voice because I'm basically doing my, my uh, Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Yeah. Yes. You ever lose your car keys? <laughs> the keys to the lotus? All right. Let's get out of here. Uh, okay. I want to thank everybody who helps make this show possible, including today's guests, Mr. Stephen Schleicher, Mr. Uh, uh, I almost said Dennis Miller, um, Daryl Skeels. I don't know why I would say Dennis Miller. Hello, bamp. I like Star Trek, bamp. Oh, I'll, by the way, I'll tell you about that tomorrow. I'm going to save that okay. one. So we've gone too long as it is. AlphaGeekRadio.com gave us our shoutcast stream. Scott Fletcher does our little voice bumpers. And I love today's. Did you hear this new one? Hold on. Did you hear this new one today? Let me play it one more time. The Morning Stream. No dicks here. Pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. Get our t-shirt at <laughs> slash loot.com. We're on the web at slash uh, TMS over there at frogpants.com. Frogpants.com slash TMS. On Facebook, we're at slash the morning stream. Email us, the morning stream at gmail.com. And on Twitter, you'll find us at morning stream. Scott Johnson and Coverville. Let's call Cleo because we have a theme mm-hmm. for her now. Mm-hmm. Been teasing it all day. Let's get see. to hovering. Yeah, <laughs> get, Don Kelly. get to hovering right now. Uh, let's see here. Pull her up. All right, Cleo, here's your theme. It's Cleo. Licks chips, wax points, hovers over routers. It's Cleo. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> Cleo, welcome. How are we you? We don't pay him enough. No, we don't. That is the sexiest thing I've ever heard on the show. <laughs> you going to make him do it for you at Nerdtacular? Just kind of get on one knee and sing it? That'd be awesome. I might. Yeah, you should. I, I, I endorse that. She idea. wasn't going to until you suggested it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thank you for opening the door. He'll That's say, great. Fletcher, will you sing that for me? He'll go, nah. There's no way he'll do it. <laughs> uh, okay. It's Cleo time. It's where she sums it up, gives everybody points for how we did today. We, we like to keep score here on the show, and Cleo keeps score for us. Cleo, how did it break down today? Well, let's see what things of value can come from Kansas City, since mm. you don't seem to think that anything good can come from Kansas City. Except for you and, and Stephen. You guys, we yes. think you're a value. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good save. Okay. <laughs> first, uh, first point, while talking about the Star Trek movie, Eskimo Pie got points for saying that he thinks that Klingon Trial is going to be the next Law & Order spinoff. That's pretty good. Law and Order K- KT, yes. that would be called. Right. Klingon That's right. trial unit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to go pop along before every person comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pop block. <laughs> I would watch that, by the story? way. I just want you guys to know I would watch that show. Sure. Wouldn't be a problem. The poop diaper. Poop diaper is spawned many, is many cover band names. Uh, okay. It's a cover band name for Nickelback, 
It's cover back name for butthole surfers. And apparently oh, yeah. the aging, and apparently the aging Rolling Stones got that one too. Perfect. So. You should change your um, name to that officially. <laughs> That's a great one. Carotis yeah. actually made a really good point, and I didn't give him points for it, but I probably should. We were making a joke about what the next Star Trek TV shows would be called, and he said West Wing, which was funny in and of itself. <laughs> but he did make kind of a good point because the whole like like JAG-based what happens at Starfleet thing would make for a really good show. I kind of agree. Wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah. yeah. And procedurals do well, so they would kind of help ensure their existence. I mean, I don't know what the core Trek audience would think, but that's an interesting idea. I would watch that. Mm-hmm. And to revert back to childhood again, because uh, that's what I do is go for the poop joke. DJ Stangle won because he renamed uh, your new moi- uh, mo- I can't even speak. Your new movie spoiler podcast to instead of the morning stream, it would be the evening dump. Nice. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad, actually. That's not bad at all. By the way, check out. It's the Klingon. There's our Klingon show coming up right now. Okay. Uh, they'd have to change it, though, like they do for the other ones, right? They'd have to right. tweak that a little bit. Yeah. Like it would be better if they had, uh, what's the, the guy's name with the red hair and the sunglasses <laughs> in Miami? CSI David Miami. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would watch that. Listen, Star Trek at its best was a, was a procedural anyway. It was we found an anomaly, Captain. A voice came back. We don't know where it came from. Why is everybody turned to dust? And then cut to the opening thing, and then go back and try to figure out what the hell happened. It's it. They've already got the model. We just need to bring it to a modern day. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Tadpole. I did this. Oh, what'd you do? No, I just unleashed you on a Star Trek. Oh, race. we did it again, dude. <laughs> Shite. All right. So, My bad. So, Cleo, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you're the big winner today. Thanks, man. Bye. See you. Better that than the Aaron Sorkin show that shall not be named. No, we're not going to bring that up anymore. No. Except all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's it. All right. I think that's all she wrote. Might I recommend, right, but I, might I recommend an album real quick? Oh, yeah, sure. A little album recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica Belmont. Belmonte turned me on well, to this. Uh, okay. It's... Uh, Anna Managuchi. Anna Managuchi. Anna Mana Banana. It's an album called Endless Fantasy, and it's this big, huge album of like chip tune mixed with Japanese video game style like stuff, and I'm totally into it. And here's a piece. Give it a sec. Give it a minute. Here we go. Give me the beat. Give me the beat. Here we go. It's good. Really? Anna Managuchi. Anna Managuchi. How is that spelled? A-N-A-A-N-A-M-A-N-A. So it's Anna like you would think. Uh-huh. And then Gucci is G-U-C-H-I. Okay. And it's really fun. Huh. Like just a load of fun, a lot of chip toony, very retro oh, there in it some is parts. Right there. Some of the wow. some of the vocals I'm not a huge fan of, and, and a couple of tracks. Mostly it's uh, instrumental, but mm-hmm. I really really like it. Hmm. You guys should check it out. I'm going to uh, check it out as soon as the show's over. As a matter of fact, track track titles like "Everything Explodes" and "Space Wax America." <laughs> <It's> great <laughs> and names. Meow. Yeah, and meow. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, worth checking out. It was a great All recommendation right. from uh, Veronica Belmont, or as you might Excuse know her. Me can't find it now. I was going to say, she usually recommends uh, beef products. Mmm, sausage. Mmm, that's right. Schmidt's Blue Ribbon Bread gives you... All right, let's get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we know how to use 
A soundboard. The morning yes. stream. All right. Is okay? All right. Let's get out of here. What the hell am I doing? I keep talking. Uh, Brian, play me a song. What are we doing? Okay, we'll do. Uh, how about one for uh, Jamie Giacomi from San Francisco? Giacomi? Giacomi? Giacomi. Uh, hello, Battle and Sword. My birthday is Sunday, May 19th. I would appreciate it if you would play a birthday request for me on Monday, May 20th, since there is no show on Sunday. Tell us something we don't know. I recently found out about this acapella group from Australia, and they have a whole album of covers called Feels Like Spring. I would really love to hear uh, either Smile or Over the Rainbow. Almond songs are available, blah, blah, blah. Thanks, uh, Jamie Jacomi from San Francisco. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, this is this is great. It's a it is an acapella album uh, from a group called uh, Idea of North, featuring James Morrison. Now, James Morrison, I, I believe it's the same James Morrison that did that. Um, isn't he the guy who did? You had a bad day, something something else with the thing and the stuff. Or am I thinking of some? I might be thinking of somebody else, but I don't um, know. I'm not sure about that. Um, you know me I'm and my looking, music trivia. I'm and bad. I'm looking really quickly to see if I'm thinking of something else. I think it was the guy. He had a, he had hits, but maybe it was a different guy. Mm. All right. Oh, that was Daniel Powder. James Morrison. Yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff by him, but I don't recognize any of them as uh, as covers. Mm. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the foray into sure. Wasn't that territory. great? Yep. Anyway, so it's him and uh, the Idea of North and a great album called The Idea of Spring. Um, this is a song called Smile, which I believe was originally written and performed by Charlie Chaplin. What? Yeah. Wow. This is the song you're familiar with. Smile, though your heart is breaking. Uh, smile, though your heart is breaking. Well, oh. how about we let James Morrison and his group sing it? <laughs> you don't want to do it? No, no, no. Let's, let's let him. He's getting paid to do this. So. All right, fine. Yeah, let's let him do it. All right. Uh Let's play it then. Before we do sure. that, real quick, uh, during the week this week, we're going to try a little bit more to take more calls. I Yay. know we don't do. We had a lot of fun Thursday with that. So I did too. I love that. Yeah, it, it just reminded me that you guys are some of the best callers ever, and it would be fun to do this more. So starting tomorrow, a little more call-in stuff. I want you who are here live, however you're listening, to be ready for that. Um, top of the show is probably the main area since we have a lot of guest stuff going on later. But if you want to call in, this is going to be our new theme for that segment of the show. Call now. And when I play that, that's your cue to call in. It's just call now. Call now. All right. Can you do Great. that? Yay. All right. For those at home, once again. Call now. I guess at home you can't call. You'll be listening to us later. Anyway, looking forward <laughs> to more of that. All right. Let's get yes. out of here. Here's your song. We'll be back tomorrow. Jury duty. Uh, freaking uh, the fitness geek. Chin beard. Yeah. yeah. And. And more. And Daryl, of course. I found out he's working that new gun he's doing, the Halo gun. I didn't know this. Well, I kind of knew that it was sort of happening, but I, I, it wasn't putting two and two together. He's building that for my nephew. So oh, my, really? My brother, oh, very cool. Yeah, my brother-in-law is buying that for my nephew's birthday. He's oh. commissioning him to make it, and it looks insane. That's so cool. And my nephew could not be a bigger Halo head than, really? than he is. Yeah. <laughs> so very exciting. Excellent. Everybody go log on to awesome. your tumblers. Let everyone know about the morning stream. <laughs> and here it is. It's Smile. It's James Morrison and the Idea of North. We'll see you tomorrow. Smile, though your heart is aching Smile, even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile Tomorrow.
Magical boat, man. Sail me down your chocolatey river of meth.